Hey, I, lo- I love the show. I'm just calling in. Uh, I'm on my way to work. Uh, keep it up. No, I'm I'm not. I'm going to sleep soon. It's a pixel response, sort of. Sort of. Most counts, right? Yeah, of course it does. Euro Internet Edition. Did you say Euro Internet? Zero Internet on my on my end. Yeah, um, cell phone. Well, it's not quite true. Yeah, I'm calling from the phone. Uh, <laughs> in case you couldn't tell, you're still we not. Try, we still tried. We haven't got the hookup yet. Yeah, we tried the Skype in, but uh, it's too intermittent here. I'm we're borrowing Wi-Fi from downstairs. So, well, this is yeah. kind of like more intimate. It's like people are listening in on our phone call now. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, especially for you, because you actually have the phone up. Well, kind of. Yeah. Anyways, welcome. Uh, Pixel Response Podcast. Hey. Yeah, I'm, I'm Nathan. Uh, this is Paul. And uh, we're media-loving fools who talk about it every week. On the phone. Yeah, on the phone, if need be. <laughs> Come rain or shine, except when there's literally no internet and I'm like, though, for moving. That is a reason not to do one. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Because we've been better. I don't know if we really got into moving headaches, but. It's, well, yeah. the lo- your big thing you were saying to me was your lack of food, kind of like some food condiments and products were just like across the city at your old place. That was a weird split. So it's like, well, we got cereal but that milk we bought isn't here. And <laughs> I have bread and meat and cheese, but my favorite barbecue sauce isn't here. So, But you could buy so more of that. I could, but it's a huge bottle of it that's already open. It just seems dumb to crack into a new one. Mm. So yeah, we true. opted to just kind of move the last of the stuff over. So yeah, we have, we're done with the old place entirely. I think we're paying for like carpet cleaning or something, mm-hmm. but we got most of our security deposit back. So did you and, do uh, the cleaning thing then? Like we did, yeah, we did some like bathroom scrub down, the walls, uh, vacuuming, and all that. yeah, like the shower walls, uh, like just kind of. That's the worst part. Cleaner. Like I always think packing is the worst, but yeah, the reason why packing is the worst is because when you put things away, you realize how much more work you have to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're there, there is something a little depressing about it. Like it's just like we're scrubbing any evidence that we were ever here. Like it's just like, on the one hand, it's like oh, well, we're preparing this space for someone new. They can they can live here. We didn't mind living here. So cool, passing the torch. But part of it was also just like yeah, erase our tr- any trace. Like the person who moved in in July won't know or care anything about us at all. Like it was like the asshole that left this weird stain on the carpet. That's who we are. I there, spilled yeah. a whole thing of coffee creamer. You know what? It's true, because I have moved into places before where it's like, you look at the walls and you're just like, I hate whoever was here before me. Yeah, like, I, 
I didn't really get to meet the previous people here, but I was, yeah, just looking at the bathroom walls. It's like, what did you do? Like, how did claw marks essentially end up in the wall? Yeah. Like, did, did Wolverine figure out he had powers here in this bathroom and then left? Like, oh Why is there a weird blood stain in the top corner of the ceiling? Like, <laughs> what the fuck happened? Like, how did it get there? Right. Yeah. And whose blood I mean, is it? now. Honestly, it wasn't like ever that crazy, but like the the washer, like the clothes clothes washer, yeah, just had like moldy crap in the like, I guess fabric softener port or whatever. Oh, because they never cleaned it. Yeah, like it's just like oh, we'll just put fabric softener in there and then never look in there again. So like, right, Brittany because it's, to, it's not theirs, so they don't care. Yeah, it's like oh, it's not ours anymore. We're done. We're bouncing. So. That's yeah. gross, though, because you still have to use it. So it's been building up for a while. Yeah. So oh. that that required cleaning before laundry could happen. And I, I missed that part. Like, that's kind of like four 10-hour shifts. Like, i got to go. I can't help. And then just, like, leave and come back. And it's like, oh, wow, it looks dramatically better. Like, it's totally unfair. So I, I, I hope I did my share today. I put away, like, books and DVDs and stuff and piled up some cardboard and threw out the garbage and all this. But... I don't know. It's still kind of domesticity. We gotta do our part. Mm-hmm. And I guess I walked around the neighborhood a bit today. Like a lot of it's just normal suburbs. It's really just the main thoroughfare I'm on. Kind of like it's like wow, this place is bustling with like totally normal activity and then like slightly sketchy activity because there's like pawn shops everywhere, which is just like well, I like cheap movies, but. Like honestly, like I honestly overheard like uh, one of those great sketchy conversations that happens in pawn shops of just like, oh, we can't accept unopened merchandise without the receipt, and like dude getting kind of uppity and like it's just like that guy totally stole all that shit, right? Like, yeah, he totally stole it. Ain't trying to fence it here. Like that's what's happening over there. But I'm just like, oh, Joyride on DVD, cool. It's got the commentary and special edition, alternate ending, neat. Well, like, I mean, for a little context the- for people that might not be in the know, which is everybody, yeah. except for, like, you, me, and, like, Sean and John, probably. Sure, sure. You like, are living it- in what many people have considered one of the worst areas in the city. <laughs> yeah, like, growing up, the neighborhood I'm in was always kind of like, it's our Compton or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it's obviously not as historic, like, no famous rap groups or anything came out of here, but... It's it's still yeah it has that kind of local rep, but that was a while ago. Like we were reading about like a crime that took place across the street. Yeah, but that was like fourteen years ago. Right. So you know like it's like all that stigma and stuff is kind of still in the back of your mind. But it's like I'm sure they've stepped up law enforcement like incredibly because this was a you know a sore spot. Well, so it's going to get extra attention, right? Well, the thing about here is that. Like, when you have your Comptons or, like, your Harlems in New York or all of these infamous places, the crime is always there because that's where these people are kind of segregated from society. And mm-hmm. it's a place where the law doesn't go. In our city, we've never had something that bad. So like, it's just, like, oh, it's too far gone. Like, just cut it off. Yeah, it's never been that bad. So it's kind of like, okay, law enforcement is, like, staking out this area for the next, like, five years sort of thing heavier. The criminals are just going to move. And they've been doing that. Sure. So Yeah. Like, I shouldn't really be that worried. It's it's just kind of that, 
you know, mindset or whatever. But Although Bo Ness has always been a pretty shitty place. <laughs> okay. That's always been kind of a sketchy area, which is kind of weird because that's where the Olympics and like, oh, well, or oh, what is it? Our thing. Canada Olympic Park and all that stuff. That's yeah, what yeah. that all is, but that's kind of like, a man. Area. The Olympic Park has totally like even years ago when I last went there, it's like in disrepair now. Is like a way to put it. It's just like, oh yeah, we use these once, and now they're just overgrown kind of wastelands, and it's just like that's really weird. <laughs> like uh, why? Why yeah. isn't this like? Yeah, like it's like, yeah. is there no way to forge this into like some sort of concert area or like something of interest? Like year a, round, a giant water slide, like something. Sure, yeah. Like I don't know, something. Yeah, it's it seems kind of like a missed opportunity. But yeah, like it's it's kind of weird, like the way the the Olympics specifically just kind of lingers over the city. Like I was a baby when it happened, but you're still like seeing stickers on our like transit system trains and stuff. And like just signs and stuff up here and there. It's just like, remember this that happened? It's like that was twenty six years ago. Like, get over it, yo. That's kind of like, um, no one cares anymore. The Edmonton Oilers, like the hockey team, how like all of them oh, like the city of champions. How they're still yeah. reliving the like couple good years when they had Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier and all these like big time like hockey heroes. And like, yeah. they've been one of the worst teams in the league for a while now. And like. I'm not saying Calgary's better. In fact, I'm pretty sure we're worse quality-wise, especially now because yeah. we have a bunch of rookies. But um, mm-hmm. like the, it's just something weird about when you go up there. People are still wearing Oilers stuff like everywhere. There's um, one of the main trails. They changed the name to Mark Messier Trail. The fucking uh, what the hell is that called? The their stadium sort of thing where the hockey games are and like concerts and stuff is off Wayne Gretzky Drive or something. Like they're living yeah, yeah. so firmly into the past about like these few people that have put their city on the map. It's kind right. of depressing. Like well, yeah, it's totally faded glory kind of thing, and and there's totally kids there now. They're just like, who was this? And it's like, oh, the chips guy, and what? that dude from the Esso commercial. Right. Okay. <laughs> the coach of yeah. the Phoenix or the Arizona was it Phoenix or Arizona? Phoenix is in Arizona, right? So it would have been Phoenix, the Phoenix Coyotes. Yeah. He went to the Phoenix Coyotes and then like failed and then quit like completely. I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. I think he. Was, you I like to picture in my head that Wayne Gretzky had this like romanticized vision of, like, him be- basically being Gordon Bombay, and just, like, no, I'm going to take this team of, like, rapscallions, and we're going to go to the top. It's like, no. The top, baby, the top. Yeah, yeah, and then it's like, no, what actually happens is you pay money, or people pay you money to be on a team, and then they fire you where you quit because you're disgraced <laughs> as being a coach <laughs> because these people don't want to learn or they're just not good. So that's yeah. what actually happens Real Life Hockey Talk, Pixel Response Podcast, welcome. Yep. Well, Canada, so we, we filled our quota. Yeah. And uh, now, it's, now it's on the other forms of media, I guess. Although we could linger on hockey stuff because there's all this banter lately about the, the Saddle Dome needing, like, a new building. Like, oh. the Flames need a new home. Dude, we need a new dome anyway. Because is it that bad? Like I was cleaning it up last summer, and I was like, "Man, this place is cool." 
And now, no. now I'm reading in the newspaper, people are like, this place sucks, like 19,000? What is that? No, that's, that's great. That's 6,000 in the bowl? It's kind of cool stupid. in there, because it's like yeah, a giant, it's, giant circle, so you could, like, potentially walk around forever looking for your seat and never find it, because it's a giant yeah, circle. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a neat structure, but I guess people don't like it. It's too small, the capacity isn't right. Like, like, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of how we can put this. 19,000 people, they say, right? Yeah, that's, that's what I read in the newspaper. That's like one-fourth of the expo, the Calgary Expo. Yeah. It can fit in there. And that is an I, expo like, I guess... people go in to pay money to go to panels and, like, shop. What happens when, like, Paul McCartney comes to town sort of thing? Oh, like, 1% of your whole city gets to go. I guess I, like, honestly, reading that number, 90,000, I was kind of baffled because it's like, oh, it just seems so much bigger in there. Like, when you're in there, oh. I just assume it's like 30 or something, at least. I was like, no, no, it's yeah, not. No, it's 19. 19,000? There is more people in, like, the small cities surrounding Calgary than that yeah. fit. Like, if Airdrie shows up one day, it's like, no, we can't seat you. Yeah, we no seating, room. we're seating a quarter of Airdrie today. We can't do it. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that that would happen, but I, I guess, yeah, it, I guess if it is a problem, it's just kind of weird because that building's always been there. and It seems huge, but I guess I'm thinking too small. We're a million plus now. I got to shape up. That's right. Calgary's big, big business now. Boom towns. Actually, okay. I guess next on like the just number of people in I had like almost what I would describe as like just an agoraphobia freakout at the core like the other day. Wait, at the core? Like, oh, down the downtown. I mall. went downtown in the middle of the day. The mall, right? Uh, Specifically, TD. I even, oh, I was I was heading to a doctor's appointment. Okay. And I like passed through the core to just kind of eat lunch with Brittany. And I've never been there during like rush hour at lunch. It's like sucks. I was just like, oh, I'm just like, oh God, why are all these people here? What are yeah. they doing? Like it's like. I was trying to, like, think through it. Like, it's like, whenever I'm at, like, a big event, like, say, the Expo, or, like, I was at Coachella or whatever, like, it makes sense to me that there is a big number of people there because there's a big spectacle happening. Like, all right, yeah, we all gathered to see this. Like, that, that's fine. I will bump into thousands of people because it makes sense that there's thousands of people here. But just, like, some mall, like, it's like, why are you all in this mall? Right, what yeah. What are you doing? Like, they're driving good stores. But I guess they were all doing what I was doing, which is just, I'm here in the middle of the day. I'm going to have some lunch. And, like, yeah, they just move you through well, the lines. Like, you're just cattle. It's just like, what do you want? The Swiss, Swiss uh, dip done. Here, go. Well, oh, I mean, okay. like, let's put it into context, though. The core is downtown. Downtown yeah. has, a, there's a lot of big uh, oil industry and that type of stuff in Calgary. So, all of the real business center of, like, all the offices and stuff are downtown in this city for, like, stuff like that. Now, if we yeah. were to assume every floor had a minimum of 50 to 100 people, and each building has, like, maybe, like, 20 floors at least. Yeah. When they go on lunch, like, one or two buildings alone will fill the core completely. Yeah. So, I guess, yeah. It's just, I've never seen that. And then I think that, and to think that that is just a thing that's happening, like, all the time, it was just like, oh, God, like, they, they weren't kidding. Like, the Earth has too many people. There's too many humans. Like, dude, this is crazy. 
like even where we work, it's desolate right now. But yeah, there was a time when there was like other companies and stuff in our facility there where mm-hmm. that place had traffic like going home and stuff. You would be like waiting. There would Weird. just be people like everywhere because people Yeah, like mm-hmm. Oh man. No, I was even thinking like I did think about how remote our work is and how it's weird to me that like anyone goes there ever because it's so like out of the city, like off the main trail kind of thing. Yeah. But then it's just like no, there's just people. They have business here and they drive all the way out here. And it's just like, what are you doing? Like it's just from other products. Kind of blew my mind. Too. Yeah. Like it's just like Oh, I'm here to do this, this, like, do some export-import business, and I'm from, like, Saskatchewan. It's right. Like, okay, okay. Like, you you went out of your way to come here. Like, it's so strange that someone's day is comprised of that. But whatever. Sorry, yeah. I guess, yeah, when there was way more business there, there would have been way more traffic. So I would have We got some weird clients out, out, out there, Yeah. Like, um, one time, Jerome McGinley, like, when he was, like, the top star still in Calgary... Like, shipped his dog, and I swear to God, that day the humidity level went from, like, 10% to 80% in that office. Just from, like... What? N- never mind. It was kind of a gross, rude gesture. Oh, but, <laughs> okay. I get you. Yeah, but, like, he came in. The weirdest one is... Have you ever watched Dragon's Den? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. there was a dude on it for one or two seasons. I can't remember his name now. But he came in looking for his dog, and he looked like he'd been on, like, three 20-hour flights. Like, he just hasn't slept. His eyes were just beet red, and he's just like, hey, is, like, my dog here? <laughs> or whatever. And I was just like, you are worth $20 billion. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you are here in this shitty little shithole looking for your dog in this disgusting office. We are the great yeah. equalizer. Amazing. Yeah, it's just it's the equalizer. It's just like if you want to ship a dog, you gotta come through here. Yeah, don't do it. I guess don't have pets. I don't know. I don't know the way if I can make that. The way blanket recommendation by one of our coworkers. I'll name him Peter because that's still okay. very ambiguous. Okay. The way he puts it, buy local. Just don't ship your dog. There's many oh, dogs. Yeah, like why are everywhere. You, it's like I, I need to import this dog from uh, Texas. Like, no, no, you just didn't look hard enough. Like, that has to be a thing you can get here. What are you doing? Well, but yeah, I mean, I do, get, I do get some of them. Like, for our company, I still haven't said it on air, and I'm not going to, but the one we work for specifically, there, mm-hmm. there are military people that get sent back and forth. So some people I have seen multiple times within the last few years. With, and okay, with like service dogs? Well, not service dogs, just their dogs. Like, they're stationed out there for six months or something. So, like, they go back over there and they bring their dog. Okay. So, that makes sense. A family moving because, like, the dad got a new job in, like, Houston or somewhere in Texas or something. That makes sense. This Mm -hmm. is a one-time trip. Like, I guess you could drive there, but, I mean, whatever. It makes sense. The people that are just like, no, I bought a puppy. I haven't seen it yet. It's like, you are a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. And that's, it's like more frequent than you think. And people, that, that too kind of blew my mind. People buy dogs that like puppies that are eight weeks old, because that's when yeah. they need, that's the minimum for to be able to ship them. Eight week old, we get more eight week old puppies 
that go on like 10-hour journeys than anything I've seen besides oil field equipment. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that is such a recurring thing. And, like, it, I guess, yeah, that it's always, this is their first time. Like, there are so many people doing this weird fringe service yep. that it it requires, like, its own set of rules and a book and all this stuff to kind of keep in mind. It's sure. just, like, I like, don't know during why. During the summer, it is almost literally every day. Every day there's that's at one or two terrible. Right? Isn't that kind of it's summertime? It's we're coming up on summertime, and yeah, like I mean, isn't it like five hundred million dogs are kind of around on the planet? Dude, so I don't know. There's probably like ten. There's probably ten thousand in a kennel co- like company here looking for a home in before the sky. Oh, okay. Are you saying like SPCA stuff? Whereas I'm just like yeah. like guess as to how many dogs are in the sky at any one moment. Right now, I'm just like yeah, like too many are in transit right now, like just flying dogs. Um, like coming into Calgary, I'm gonna guess at least ten to twenty. Right, and that's Calgary alone. And that's so like with just, that's with your Air Canada's and like yeah, multi- other. lumping in all airlines. Yeah, yeah, but it's still weird thing that is happening that we're forcing on these animals and right. mostly dogs, like cats on occasion. I think actually, there was like a lizard one. Actually, or tomorrow we have a cat. Tomorrow. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'll get to see a cat then. They're awesome. they're adorable. Yeah. Anyway. Cat makes sense. That's a whole other thing. But anyway, you know what else is uh, adorable? Tom Cruise. Well, I was gonna say dogs. Watch dogs. I've Watch been dogs. More of that. <laughs> okay. And I have we'll more, go with that. I have more definitive thoughts on that. Do you want to talk about that uh, now, or do you want to talk about Tom Cruise? Um. Well, Tom Cruise, like, I just did that. That's why it's fresh on my mind. So I'll... Uh, okay, I'll, go. I can, okay. Uh, so Tom Cruise is in a new feature film called yes. Edge of Tomorrow. I want to see it. I do. You. Sh- yeah, it's worth a look, as it turns out. Like, I was uh, really pleasantly uh, surprised with how good it was. Um, it's the guy who directed uh, Born Identity, Doug Lyman. Uh, he also did Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I'll forgive him for that. Dude, um, I like that movie. Whatever. Okay. Uh, well, there you go. Another bonus for you. Uh, and yeah, it's it's basically Groundhog Day meets Aliens. Amazing. Done. So, yeah. Like, it's just, what if you applied the kind of Groundhog Day loop of time scenario to, like, a combat situation with world-ending aliens? Why has and it been done way earlier? Well, it was done in manga form, I guess, like some years ago, and yeah, it's been adapted. Everybody into the, knows the original... Japanese media doesn't count. Everybody. Oh, okay, knows. okay. Yeah, especially on this podcast, we don't give a crap about Japanese media. Right. Fuck like, your anime. What a waste your time. Pokemons. Yeah, phone me when it's adapted with Tom Cruise. That's when I'll pay attention. That's such a terrible thing to say when Tom Cruise. Ash catch, Ash catch him as played by Tom Cruise. Confirmed. Yeah, and he's, like, ageless, so it doesn't matter. He could totally pull it off. And he's short. He's, so like that he's was... 51, and I wouldn't know it watching this movie. It's okay, weird, but... no, he does look different ever since Mission Impossible 2 till now than he did from his early days. There was a point where he did age, but I wouldn't say age more as matured. Sure. Yeah, because... Yeah, he, he doesn't look, like, young. Like, he looks he's not like a, behind the ears like or anything. He a dumb kid for a long time. <laughs> like, a long time, yeah, yeah. but... Like, he's still kind of, like, not, 
Like, there was a, po- a point in this movie where he has basically the same haircut, like the Ethan Hunt haircut from, like, the first Mission Impossible. And it's like, yeah, like, it's just, I mean, I can see that age has happened, but it's not that bad, really. It's kind of crazy. I mean, makeup and whatever, who knows. Even, like, but, uh, lateral, when he had white hair, he still didn't look old. So Yeah, that was that was a cool that was a cool look too. Yeah. Uh, he he's got just the black hair in this. But anyway, um yeah, Tom Cruise plays kind of this cowardly officer who's mostly the face of the army. He doesn't actually go on the ground. And a general played by Blandon Gleason just is not cool with that. Basically forces him into recruitment to like be part of this big, basically modern D Day thing that's gonna happen, uh, to turn the tide in this big alien war. And then he dies and then wakes up again like a Phil from Groundhog Day style and slowly dawns on him that this is this weird thing that has happened to him, that he's able to do this. Okay. And he and Emily Blunt try to figure out how to use that ability to figure out what the alien's game plan is and kind of turn the tide. Okay, so unfairly. he retains his memories from his previous quote-unquote life. His one exactly, man, yeah. If you want so he's iterating, like he's constantly video game logic style, like learning more and more about the way the level goes. Like honestly, I'm thinking about video games so much during this because there's essentially just like we need to write a game guide as to how to beat the aliens, and by playing it over and over, I will be able to do that. Is essentially what is happening, like just game over restart style. So it's like, like I want to be the guy. Tom Cruise is the guy. He's the guy, and cool stuff happens and it's big budget crazy sci-fi action and there's weird like mech outfits kind of like Elysium but I will say this movie is way more satisfying than Elysium was okay like just gut punch wild gut like just action wise um Bill Paxton's there so that helps the alien comparison the actual creatures themselves are super strange but I wasn't like not into them they're just I don't know I don't know how to really describe them without like Creature design-wise, they look like Magic the Gathering creatures to me. Like, oh, they're lame. weird. I know, right? But it somehow they make it work because there's like elements of Tremors style stuff and also just like weird Panthers is also oh, things I would okay. say. It's, yeah, like on their face, like the first time they show up, I'm like, well, I'm not laughing at it, but that's a weird looking thing. But also, it looks very alien. Like, it doesn't just look like a big gray-headed alien or something. Like, it's, it's a pretty interesting alien design. So I got into it over the course of the movie. Um, and yeah, th- those aliens use kind of time travel to their unfair advantage. And this is kind of a turning-the-table thing with this uh, Groundhog Day thing. And they set up the rules pretty well. They kind of play around with, like, what has Tom Cruise seen already versus what the audience has seen a bit, which is kind of fun. Right. Like, it's just like, he already knows so much about what is going to happen that he's kind of just narrating stuff. It's just like, yeah, watch out for this guy. And then like a thing happens, you're just like, I totally buy that he has seen this happen like 27 times right. or something, you know, to the point where he has mastered this scenario. Well, he's the guy. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's, and Emily Blunt, I guess, I'm just kind of like coming to realize she is showing up in a lot of sci-fi stuff. Like she's like the new Linda Hamilton, but way better. Maybe? Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for yeah. many, for many obvious reasons, but acting for sure, was, for sure. But like, like between Looper and like, even though I didn't love it, Adjusting Bureau, like she was good in that too. And now this, like, it's just like she is just tough lady. Yeah, like the dude, tough lady. It's like okay, this is a great tough lady to have in your movie. So, but not manly, which is good. 
And she, yeah. And, but she also just has like a big buster sword kind of thing. Like, I don't know, like maybe I'm like looking for Japanese stuff, but it's just like, it's kind of, I see the manga. Right. You know? I but see it's in Europe and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like only Japan would come up with something quite like this, but cool. Like this media was involved. And, You're kind of making it sound way. like people that really like anime. This might be for them. Like a sci-fi anime real adventure thing with Tom Cruise. Yeah, I mean, it's probably been Americanized a bunch or something, but uh, it, it, it was a pretty cool sci-fi yarn that was uh, fun to see play out. I don't, like, I'm trying to think, like, after having just had a fun time at the movies, like, it's like, would this really be something you could revisit like, right away? Like, you kind of had the ride. Like, I don't know if I could go back and see it a couple more times, like, in theaters. Although it was a pretty cool 3D spectacle or whatever, like it was a fun one-time thing that way. Yeah. But uh, like it could, it might well hold up as just like, oh yeah, it's like a fun action yarn. It's okay. Like you know, just on in your library or something years down the line, maybe it'll still hold something that you'll want to show to somebody. But uh, yeah, it was uh, worth worth the worth the theater trip though. That was uh, that was a fun time. You know, okay, I've, I've so, never seen the Bourne movies. I know uh, Doug Lyman or Lehman or however you say his name. He yeah, okay. Uh, he did the, the first one, which I maintain is just the most entertaining of them all. Like, the shaky cam build Paul Greengrass movies, I don't have a good time watching them. Like, that's mm. just the way it is. It's just like, no, none of these action scenes are satisfying. They're just kind of jumbled messes, and I don't like it. And it, it also just has, like, a more kind of darker edge to it because just like Matt Damon's on his own he's this lone rogue agent and all this stuff whereas the first one pairs him up with like this lady he's trying to protect and it's just I don't know damsel in stress whatever that's a good dynamic like it's just fun to watch so like all oh, these two characters like they're kind of in this pickle in this tough situation what's gonna happen oh will love bloom on the battlefield it sure does look at that oh so yeah the first born movie is the best one um and yeah he just he did that so yeah watch the watch the first one if it intrigues you to keep going i guess but it's a it's an okay standalone thing too okay the first movie just has a clear antagonist clear kind of thing he finds out and it's it's fine can i ask you a question about that whole series yeah does he win does does matt damon win does jason Bourne win uh I guess so, yeah. Okay. I mean... So I don't need, I don't need to, to see the whole delay. series. I'll just watch the first one now. Okay. That's probably a better way to do it. Like, there's some sad things that happen in the second one, but don't even... Don't even worry about it. Don't even trip. Okay. Yeah. Um, but okay, so Tom Cruise does it again. Hurrah. Um, what was what was it you were, you were going to jump into? Watch Dogs. Yeah, so... Packing. Last time we talked was two weeks ago because uh, moving day was last week. D-Day, yeah, as yeah. you like to call it. Operation um, Downfall, a.k.a. moving. I was trying to remember the German title for that. But anyway, the movie okay. Downfall. Like, anyway. Um, yeah, so I two weeks ago, I gave my first impressions after playing about an hour or two. I have mm-hmm. played probably, like, 10 to 15 ish now. So I think I have like, I've seen a good chunk of the whole like main story and done. I I'm pretty sure I've done all the side stuff, just not all of it. Because you've done each type of activity. That's right. And that's one of my big problems is that 
they do the Assassin's Creed thing where it's like, this is really fun to do. Okay, well, you're going to do it like 20 more times if you want. And I'm like, no, that's okay. I did it like three. That's cool. I'm good. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, like, um, specifically the Assassin's Creed 1 thing, right? That's what I like, mean. Like, that's because kind of... That's the game I played. Like, really played. Okay, yeah. Because like, two I went in and out of, and I did like it. But one is the one, when I say Assassin's Creed, that's the one I refer to, is one. Okay. Okay. But, um, so there's an activity called, like, Criminal Convoy, and it's exactly how it sounds. There's a dude you have to kill, and he is in a convoy with, like, a bunch of other gang members or whatever, bodyguards. And they're in vehicles. So taking down vehicles in this game can be oddly satisfying in some parts, but for the most part, it's kind of just arduous and annoying. Like, are you doing this on foot, like, by triggering No, you're doing it with another car and destroying the car enough until, like, it's starting to blow up and he runs out, then you can kill him. Oh, okay. Like, maybe if you're good with a sniper or something, you can set up and, like, pick him off. But I find that they see me all the time. Like, when I try to get ahead... It shows the path this convoy is going. So if you're good and know the city, which is another problem, by the way, I'll get to in a second... You can go around, like, the side corners or whatever up the other streets and then maybe just, like, put an IED down and blow it up when they come by or something. But mm-hmm. they go pretty fast, these co- the people you're trying to catch. So you have to go out of the way to come back around and try to get ahead of them with enough time to get out of your vehicle, get your shit set up, and then kind of inconspicuously just, like, walk around or something until they come by so you can mm-hmm. trigger it. So it's a little bit tougher to do it that way, but you can, I suppose. But if you were, like, driving down the same freeway they are or something, and you go anywhere near them, or, like, you try to pass them, they just know it's you, and it's, like, you have to do it the hard way after that. That's weird, okay. So there's no way to just, like, stealth your way. Like, it's just like, oh, it's just some innocuous dude. It's like, no, that's Eden. we got to stop him. Yeah, I don't know. It's It's weird. But, again, I'll go back to the city thing. It's hard to know anything about the city because I don't care. I've never been to Chicago. I don't know how close this is to the actual real-life Chicago, but it's boring. It is a dull city to drive around, and that is not good. What about the L train, though, dude? What about the Sears Tower? Again, it's a boring city. The river. It's a boring city to drive around. And, like, I don't know what it was. There's something in San Andreas where San Fierro you know is San Francisco like first of all the names are close or whatever I can't yeah. I can't remember what the Vegas ripoff was do you remember Las Venturas Venturas that's right you know that's Vegas but they feel like their city but if you were to take out the name that's like this is obviously like San Fierro San Francisco they have the same feel of the city like the stereotypical just things they have the that, things you think of. Right. Was, like San Fierro has the hills and the, like, BART, the train sort of thing. And the bridge. Right. And this doesn't have anything like that. Well, I mean, the one I was thinking of was Sears Tower. Like, is it there? Is it Sears Tower? You know, it might be, but it's it, another it's, building. It's kind of just a big black building, but it's the Sears Tower. Right. So, And Aiden is the most forgettable thing ever in these games like anytime i'm thinking about open world games you have 
I'm trying to remember his name now. Alex Mercer, the crazy like prototype dude. You have what was his name? Cole from Infamous, electric dude. Yeah. I don't know. He has that look with the baldness and like doing the weird like skating on rails with electricity sort of thing. Yeah. You have CJ, who is kind of just like black you that you can make buff or fat or skinny or whatever. So whatever. And you have all these protagonists that when you think of the video game they come from, they pop right away. Aiden is less interesting than some of the conversations you overread from NPCs in this game. His character is pretty much, this thing happened a while ago, and now I have to do shit to try to get out of this or something. Like, it's so fucking convoluted and ridiculous that there's no character building at all. Yeah. He, everything about him is completely forgettable. His voice, at some point, sounds like he's trying to do, like, a Batman thing, being, like, gruff or something, but he comes off as sounding ridiculous most of the time. And there's... I made him look even stupider because the suits and stuff you can buy for him, the clothing, they all have the same look. Whereas in San Andreas, you could wear a suit. You could wear, like, a surfer outfit if there was one there sort of thing. You could wear parkas or whatever. Everything had a different look. These all look like his normal suit with different colors and, like, different buttons or straps on them or something. Oh, it's, like, the same pea coat or whatever kind of thing? Like a trench coat sort of thing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... It's like, my, no, he has a set look. Like, I guess that's kind of the Assassin's Creed thing, too, though. I'm just like, you could buy different, like, hoods for it, but you're going to be wearing this hoodie. Like, the, you have to, you know? My Aiden is so dumb-looking now, too, because he has just, like, this big yellow coat with, like, a baseball hat. So he just looks like a total piece of shit. And I think it really fits his character because his character is a real piece of shit. It's like, you would dress like this, wouldn't you, Aiden? Right. Okay. That's a shame. Like, I mean, you're honestly, like, I'm just thinking of Altair. Like, that guy's pretty generic. Like, his thing was he had wrist blades because it was the first time you saw that. You know? Like, he's missing a finger because wrist blades. Yeah. Like, personality-wise, like, I don't know anything about that guy at all. Like, he's an assassin. Like, he's just generic. Dude, I've, been pl- I've been playing this game for a while now, and I don't know anything about Aiden except for that his niece died or something. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Although, yeah, like, I don't know. You just remind me of kind of your Twitter conversation earlier, though, about Joel from Last of Us and how his whole thing is just my daughter died. Wasn't that like 20 years ago? Yeah. But that's my thing. That's my one thing like, that ever happened have, to me. In 20 years, have you not lost anyone else in this post-apocalyptic setting? Like, has really? nothing happened that you care about or holds, like, gear to you? Like, no, I guess not. Well, and my other question is, aren't you kind of glad? Like, why would you want your daughter to be living like this with you? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, it just, I'm just, I guess I'm just saying, like, video game character development, what are you going to do? You know, like, yeah. it's, it's just, there is revenge, probably, and you should go get some of that and kill guys or something. And in this one, he's a hacker, not an assassin, but whatever. Like it's... I will tell you some stuff I like now, though. Okay, okay. Okay, so there's weird things called, like, digital trips, I think they're called, in this game. And they are basically, like, a side minigame sort of thing that don't have anything to do with the feel of the game. 
So the main story is just like Aiden did some shit, someone got killed, he's pissy, and people are kind of blackmailing him now. They're trying to use him or whatever, and he's trying to get revenge. Blah blah blah. Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. This stuff is just like, hey, do you want to kill a bunch of cops and like helicopters and do some destruction in a spider tank? And I'm like, yes. I want to do that while listening to a podcast for four hours right now. Okay. You brought up the spider tank last week, so apparently it's the best thing. It's pretty good. You're crawling up buildings in a spider tank. (laughs) Wait. I don't know. I don't understand what a spider tank is apparently now. Like, up buildings? What do you mean? It's like a walking tank? Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like a tank. You know how tanks are mobile, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, they don't go up things. They just have big old treads on them. So you're you're right. saying a this... six-legged tank walker thing. Right, exactly. Okay. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, so now, you, now you're feeling me a little bit more, maybe. Yeah, like, I'm like, yeah, tanks and open-world games, pretty cool. 2001, Grand Theft 3, like, whatever. I've done that. Yeah, no, and that... What makes this great is that, like, you're on the ground doing stuff or whatever, and then you go up to a wall, and then you start crawling up the side of a building. Mm. And you're just like, okay, this is good. This is good right here. Some of the other trips are kind of weird. There's one that's basically, like, like a stealthy hide-and-seek sort of thing, where Mm -hmm. you're trying to liberate parts of the city from robot control, and you have to, like kill them stealthily or sneak past them and go to, like, the point of whatever they're transmitting and hack it so that all the robots in that area just, like, die and you free it. So that's kind of cool. They're robots? Yeah, they're just, like, they look like people with, like, TV heads or something, like, robot heads, and they walk around in set patterns like guards in Metal Gear or something. And if they see you, they burn you with radiation. Oh, okay. I mean, this is in a digital, like, fake world, right? So, okay. That makes sense. What it seems like is that people, like, maybe Aiden has, like, a chip in his head or something. Like, he's Neo or something. He has a computer in his head. And these are just, like, weird programs, like a drug or something. And it's making him trip out, and this is what he's doing. Okay. So, in the context of, like futuristic technology world or whatever, it works. In the context of 2014 Chicago, not so much, maybe. But, um, another one is, like, you're jumping on flowers. Like, they're literally flowers coming up out of the ground and the cement and stuff, and you're bouncing across them. I don't know. There's a goofy platforming? Like, alright. Yeah, another one is, uh, Carmageddon, basically. Zombies or what? Yep. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So they so do like, the does it take itself seriously or not at all? Like this. See, sounds... The thing is, when it doesn't take itself seriously, it does what a video game does best, and it just entertains like fully. Like it feels good enough that you want to play it. You're, it's not an issue of control or anything like that. When it takes itself seriously, it takes itself too seriously to the point where it's like, this is kind of pathetic. It's like the kid trying to be cool at school sort of thing. So, like, Aiden's really serious about that niece that he lost? Oh, dude, the story is so self-serious about hackers. It's ridiculous. 
Oh, would like, you do hackers like 1990s style with Johnny Lee Miller dude, and that Angelina movie? Jolie? We you were talking about that right. Yeah, that movie's fun. When you are doing hackers like Hack well, even, like even sneakers and stuff, there is a place for serious hacking. It's not in a video game where you're killing armies of dudes. Oh yeah. That's like well that's like that's all live free die hard style hacking. I'm just like mm-hmm. the Oliphants hacking the city to get all that money. Messing and with the traffic lights. That that has become less of a cool kind of little feature in how you can do missions to kind of forcing you to do it and it becoming just testing your patience in some parts where it's like follow this dude but you can't get into this compound because there's dudes everywhere so you're gonna have to like jump around between cameras so what they're doing is they're essentially for some missions where you're jumping around through cameras trying to trail somebody they're creating an interactive FMV sequence or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's... What you were doing in the scene is incredibly straightforward and linear. But It is... When Solid Snake is being talked at and you can look around, this is exactly what this is. Whereas, like, I'm thinking there's those intermittent moments in Metal Gear where it's like, you have the laser microphone, like, point at the conversation and listen to it. It's like, not even that cool, though. Okay. Like, realistically. It is on that line when sometimes when you're hacking at somebody's phone and you're, like, listening to their conversation, you're like, there's a weird voyeuristic kind of thing about this that I'm digging, but then there's, like, I have to sit through this conversation when really I could just go in there and pop everybody in the head because I got to this point in this video game not by hacking people, but by hiding behind dumpsters with my silenced pistol and shooting dudes in the head until I got what I wanted. Hmm. Okay. So it restrains you kind of artificially, and that's frustrating. During missions, though, right? When you're just freewheeling yeah. around the city, is it just kind of cool? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, the biggest problem with that is that it's an open-world game with a city that is not interesting. <laughs> Burn on Chicago, I guess. Um, and, like, Prototype City wasn't interesting, but what made that game playable is that you could jump from building to building and fly and like run across walls and stuff you can set a point on your map and just get there in this it's still the standard like i'm a normal person i have to drive places or steal a motorcycle or walk or something Mm -hmm. so if i don't care about my surroundings in this city why should i care about transiting there can, I guess, can I ask about the music in the game? Because, like, for me, driving around in Grand Theft Auto V, say, was never too big of a deal for me because I kind of just dug listening to the radio and stuff. I just kind of got pulled in real good. Like, I don't like any of the music in this game except for two songs. Like, what kind of stuff's in there? Like, I've heard kind of split opinions. Like, some reviews on Metacritic or whatever, like, in their summary line, it actually says, like, oh, man, amazing soundtrack. Whereas others are like, oh, it's really lackluster. Like, it's not very good. Like, I mean, okay, I could like, tell you, but you wouldn't know any of the artists. Okay. I guess One of those. We won't waste... I'll, I'll look at a list or something after and see if there's anything, like, but... I guess I, I, guess I honestly want to close past you, like, whatever mm-hmm. happened to custom soundtracks? Like... Especially for PC. I'm playing this on a computer, I have a library of music, let me access it. Yeah, like, San Andreas 
on like three like on the original Xbox and on uh, PC let you just kind of import a MP3 library, and that's yep. great. Yep. Grand Theft Auto Four took that out, and that's that's so crazy. because Grand Theft Auto Four destroyed fun. Yeah, like it, I don't know. It seems so weird, like such a backwards thing to kind of just be like, yeah, you can put you know files and music files on these new systems but we're not going to let you do that. And it's just like, well, why do you have this like weird stagnant library of music from 2008? Like, I don't want to listen to that anymore. Like I'm, Especially I'm good. Especially for a video game where your main character literally has a portable plane, like a media device at all fucking times. Yeah. There's like no excuse for it. Like it makes more sense in Grand Theft Auto 8, like four and five, that there would be that than in San Andreas. Cause it's the nineties. Like, I guess in theory, you have a mixtape, but... Yeah, but not... Uh, if you steal a car, you don't have a mixtape. Yeah, like, why would you have your tape on you? Like, yeah, they right. kind of let that happen then and then took it out. I, I don't know. Like, she's been talking about Grand Theft Auto, but it's, like, not like every other series does it either. Like, San Andreas... Or, sorry, Saints Row doesn't let you do that either. Like, it's like, shoot, you can make a playlist from our playlist. It's like, hey, you didn't need to license any music at all, because I have tons of music. Just let me put it in there. It's it's just a weird thing that's kind of been bothering me for a while. And, yeah. So, like, this music is just, great. Just for a little, like, background on the two songs I actually really like yeah. in this. One of them came... One of the songs I remember from when I was, like, 11 years old. So, like, I grew up with it. Yeah. So, back in 1996, there's, like an album or whatever that came out by a band called Screeching Weasel and they just have a song from that on there. From 96. Okay. It's a weird choice. I like the song. It's a weird choice that Screeching Weasel is in anything other than a mixtape, but whatever. Yep. That's what Hackers listened to in 2014. It's, oh, and the other one is, uh, I don't know how known it is. Like, Alkaline Trios, no, but the song specifically, Private Eye, is probably not one of their bigger ones. Maybe it is. I don't actually know. Okay. But, like, that... I think that was from, like, 2000-something as well. Like, early, early... To, like, maybe the year 2000. Okay, so it's not, like, fresh, hot songs meant to kind of convey what's going on right now. It's and just weird. random it's stuff. It's just, like, random, random punk song. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Hacker music, I guess. So I guess Why yeah. Why prodigy in there? Which song though? Like no, I'm saying why isn't prodigy? Oh, in there? it isn't. Prodigy is hacker music. Sure. Yeah. Like just electronic nonsense. Have as much of that as you can. That's what hackers just do all the time. Basically, just include the soundtrack from hackers. That would help out too. Yeah. Smack my Aiden up. That's the remix I want right there. Yeah, because that guy sucks. Apparently, I, I don't. I don't know. I guess I'm still like if they if the AMD support happens or something. If eventually I get one of the new consoles, maybe I'll look at this game. Just as kind of a new open world experience that's grounded in reality, which is something I generally like. But uh, I mean, honestly, I don't think I'll care because hey, guess what's coming to PC? Huh. That's Grand Theft Auto. You know so, what? Grand, when Grand Theft Auto 5 comes to PC, I do promise I will play it. Okay. 
I, I'm they have movie makers stuff in it and whatever again, so I'm kind of down with that too. But uh, yeah, I like that game a lot. It was uh, perhaps my favorite game last year. Actually, I might have said that on all sorts of places. But yeah, yeah, E3D. We don't need to talk about it. Don't you worry. No. I mean, we're not going to talk about it because I haven't kept up on anything except for people just being like, oh something God. on Twitter. This, and then this, me just Nintendo being like, won. really? Nintendo won. Oh my God, Nintendo, they won. I know, like, they people won. have been saying that. How have they, they won. won? I don't know. I don't it's know like y- about Yarn it. Yoshi, I guess. Okay. Like, sure. like Bayon- Bayonetta 1's coming to Wii U. It's like, okay, cool. That game was all okay, right no. four you years ago. Nintendo, like, talking about Bayonetta 2 at all. Yeah. And Yarn Yoshi, sure. Okay. I don't get the hype behind Smash Brothers. I just don't. I never will. Oh, wait, 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 okay. That's a known thing. They already announced that. Why isn't it, it like, is that honestly getting a lot of press now? Like, again? Oh, dude, yeah, because people can actually get hands-on there now. Oh, okay. Like, oh, it's like Melee or something. Is that what people are saying? I don't, I don't actually know. I don't know. Just I, Twitter? I mean, I'm sure, like, a bunch I have, of I haven't watched, like, a minute. Been played Melee. Like, because of my online situation, partially, like, I haven't seen a minute of E3 stuff at all. I haven't even read headlines from, like, about yeah. E3 stuff. Like, so it's just Twitter, and, like, there's this weird moment of stuff with me. I'm just like, wait, is Splatoon, like, a shitty joke, or is that a real video game? It's a real video right. game? You named a thing that? Okay. Right. Okay. But they like, oh, it's really fun. I That's just a dumb word, but okay. Like, I'll I find out say, eventually, though, I guess. And I said this on Twitter, is that I do genuinely like Sean's enthusiasm for just, like, everything. Like, he's like, I got just, five games I'm already psyched about, and she's like, okay. All right. It just reminds me of, like, when I had my Sega Genesis. Yeah. Because I had Genesis rather than the SNES for most of my childhood. Mm-hmm. And, like, I heard about the hot new jam that was coming out. I would just get instantly excited. I didn't care about, like, anything else. It was this thing with, like, or this thing had a cool title or it had a number two after a series I already loved. Sure. Oh, I man. And he has that enthusiasm that I feel I lost a long time ago for just random news articles. Sure. I, I'm I'm thinking back to my kind of GameCube era, era stuff, like Nintendo Power. Like it was, the, I was the easiest sell for a while. Like it's just like full page ad for Bex, and it's like okay, let's go on my list, dude. That looks sick. Like Star Fox Adventures, gotta get that day one. Like just kind of, I would just buy into stuff sight unseen. I, I, I can top you. I was excited about stuff randomly. Doctor Mido. PS3. Okay. Because when PS3 came out, I was reading news articles and I'm like, oh man, Lara's going to be off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the guys I who made it. Rogue Squadron. Like, it's gonna be I sweet. bought it new. I bought it brand new. Wow. And I was so let. I, that might have been the day my soul died. That might have been it. Because I was. Oh man, you don't even know. Like I was talking to people at work about it and how cool it was gonna be. I was that annoying kid that just like when they see the movie that they're loving or something, or they type something up so much that yeah. when they actually get it in their hands, they just wanna cry. Like I felt so bad after yeah. that. I was just, and I was making excuses for it. I'm like, Well, 
it plays like an old Panzer Dragoon or something like the, the six uh, axes. Like don't, the controls yeah. don't have to be great. I mean, the graphics are great, and like this is a new system. But at the end of the day, I knew that this is a piece of shit that I was excited about because I didn't bother to like maybe take a step back and look at it objectively. Is like okay, this studio probably doesn't have the chops to do this. Fury's <laughs> not dragons. Like, souls. That's, that's exactly it. So, that might actually be the day my soul died. Uh, that might have been it. I, I don't know if where, I can pinpoint a moment with that kind of thing, but yeah, video games. Like, to, that era, though, Heavenly Sword, that was a decent game, but I was over the moon about that as well. Okay. Like, Motorstorm. Like gonna be the new racing game? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It was an era of just like, no, this is like the best lineup ever. I guess it was like the one next gen thing I was like kind of pinning hopes on was Dead Rising, and I was actually pretty happy with what I got. So well, you got Dead Rising, right? Yeah, like I I got way into it. So well, that's a tried and true thing. That's yeah, like me saying like this. Metal Gear, I knew, like, with the PS3, Metal Gear Solid 4 is going to be Metal Gear Solid. I'm in. And I was right. I yeah. loved it. But, like, it's the new IPs that you're just like, okay, this is going to be amazing. And then you were let down so hard. Well, I know, but, I mean, Dead I Rising was new at the time. So it was kind of like... Oh, you're not talking about Dead Rising 3. No, no, no. I don't know about 3. Oh. I'm saying the first one ever. Like, it was just like, wow, that quantity of zombies and also the time limit thing, like, okay. survival no, time, right. that sounds cool. And I was cynical about that one, actually. So okay. I'm glad that I was wrong about that one. Yeah, I was, sure. I was pretty happy about that. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, E3 news, I'm kind of totally out of the bubble right now. I'm getting like vague like senses of some things here and there. But honestly, couldn't really care less, though, because I'm so busy hanging out in uh, Robot Island. Tomodachi, son. Yeah. I am surprised. Yeah. That you got it. Oh, well, like, Brittany and I have kind of just been looking at it, and I she bought it, so it worked out. It was just I like, kind of figured because it's her system. It's her system, yeah, so she just downloaded right. it to it, and it was like, oh, okay, like, I'll, I'll play this. And I have been going back and tinkering with it quite a bit. Um, yeah. You know what? When I heard about it, saw screenshots, and, like, talked to people about it, I was just like, yo, everybody that likes this is fucking retarded. Like, I, I, this is going to be the worst thing ever. But really, it's just one of the... It's It falls into the category of games that I would like to call toy. Where it's yeah. just like, this back the feeling of having a Tamagotchi, and at lunch break, I would feed my banana to my little monkey dude. Right, but you just have a whole village of them, and they can vaguely resemble people you know, or weird random celebrities or something. Or just I random people would, from the internet. I think it would be less fun if there wasn't people that I knew in there. Oh, for sure. Like, it's like, I'll just tune in and be like, oh, what's John doing? Rolling on the floor. Hilarious! Whereas if it was just yeah. some random dude, it's like, eh, whatever. But what it's a, like, like, yeah, The night so we better. made your me, yeah. one of the first things you were complaining about is being too warm or something. So we put you in front of a fan and you were just, like, talking into a fan. It's like, it's cold here, or whatever. And we were laughing for, like, ten minutes. No, I know. Like, there's just some funny, goofy stuff in there, and it's definitely enhanced by having the names, and also them speaking, 
even though it's like weird, creepy, like robot voice, that it is trying to say things you're typing in is way great. Like yep. in a way, in a way, Animal Crossing doesn't get at all because you can make it like type out stuff, like give them phrases and stuff. But that the computers actually have to like sing the song you type in or like say the catchphrase is like, oh, this is great. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this character say funk dat all the time, and then they're done. It does it. That's like, well, like I got the game because I mean I'm one of those people that is like I have to see what the hype is kind of. So sure, sure. I got it, and I played with it for a bit, and the it's like, what is Aaron's catchphrase? And I was just like, what the butts? So now she just said, what the butts, all the time, and she's just like, why am I saying this? Well, because I, I, I played a game with you, or I successfully answered this trivia thing, and now I get to give you a gift, and I give you a catchphrase, and there you go. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't, and I like, don't know. It's, the thing I was worried about, like early in talking with like John, who played it and stuff, I was just like, "Oh, is it gonna be like Nintendogs or something, where it's just like super shallow and what you can actually do?" And it's already like way more interesting to me than that, just in terms of just like unlocking new dreams and seeing new food items and checking the store and all this stuff. Like, it's already yeah. a little more busy and fun to check in on than that it, game ever was. So, the way I've been describing it to people is that it is the weird uh, in-between of The Sims and a Tamagotchi, where it's just like, it doesn't have just the easy simpleness of a Tamagotchi in your pocket, and then like in two minutes you feed a banana, pet it or something, and you get that weird little satisfaction, yeah. nor does it have the weird like intricacies of the sims where you have to look after all of their fucking needs like their kids or like micromanage their house and stuff like here it's just like here's an interior design there or like here's an item there right it's not like i'm gonna put your tv over here in the corner and then set up where your fireplace is it's just like no here's the thing and there's like oh thanks and then they do like it's right in between there somewhere and I could see that if somebody really loved either side, they might not like this because it doesn't offer the easy, just like this is just like a little gratification sort of fun thing as much. And it doesn't have the like full blown create a house, get them jobs, blah, blah, blah. It's like kind deep of simulation stuff. type stuff. It's, it's just it's kind of like this goofy, like you're hanging out on this island and you're like the lord and master in a weird way. Well, what like, I'm talking about is that with a Tamagotchi specifically, it's little, it's in your pocket on a keychain, whatever. That's why it's easy. This, you still have to take out a full system, like out of your bag or pocket or whatever. You have to start it up. You have to like do a few things. And then my biggest problem here is after everything, there is no autosave. So you have to save every fucking thing you do. Yeah, I haven't turned it off without saving, but... That could happen, yeah. There's been a few times where I just, like, went to my settings because I needed to change something, like, with Wi-Fi or something, and it I lost all my progress. Yeah, that like, sucks. I'm just used to autosave. Why can't you put that in that if I push the home button to check on something, you just autosave in the background? Like, like, because I... you're the company that doesn't believe in internet because you are so behind the fucking times with what is a standard gaming thing that you create a product that people actually like, but you don't create stuff behind it to make it really, like, a great experience. You just give the bare minimum, as always, Nintendo. Thank you. I don't know if it's quite... I, I don't know. I, I haven't lost the... Whatever, Halo does that. 
So I know. No, I am with you. When Halo first came out, it was still acceptable. Quick saves, you had to save or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. When you get to Halo Four and you're doing that, you are a piece of shit. No, like I, I, I find it more egregious in that case because like Halo is the kind of game experience you might rage quit, and I have in fact. Like it's just like yeah, fuck that hunter. This is bullshit. Turn off system, and it's just like oh right, god damn it. Because like it's quick saving. But they're all useless lies, like when it ultimately comes down to it, because it's not a hard save. Whereas, like, this is right. such kind of a weird casually thing. Like, I'm kind of just leaving it on a lot. But I mean, I guess I could see network stuff. Like, if you want to upload a QR code, like, from the system instead of the crappy photo way I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture well, of the screen. Thing that what makes this game fun and intriguing or just like goofy entertaining is being able to kind of share the experience with the people you quote unquote have on your island. So the fact that there's no in-game infrastructure to, I'm not even say like play around with someone else where you're both in real time interacting with each other. Yeah. But there's no in-game thing to share pictures or for me to visit your island and just look around at your scoreboard or like watch you like a video stream or something of you guys singing a concert on your island with your characters. Yeah. There's nothing. Dude, okay. I agree with what you're saying, but at the same time, like, I'm almost also comparing this game to, like, DOAX or something, like, Extreme okay. Beach, where it's just, like, you have, like, your kind of little posse and you're giving them gifts and stuff, but, like, you're kind of this, like, it's such a voyeuristic game. Like, you're just, like, peering in people's, like, windows and just kind of seeing what they're doing and, like, governing all their relationships and stuff. Like, I don't know if I want just the threat of anyone ever just stumbling into my town uninvited. So... No, I'm not saying That I gate, like, what I share pictures-wise and stuff. Like, I wrote a really dumb-ass song, and it's really dumb, but I enjoy it. And it's not... It's, like, my offline little robot world that I am the master of. And I can share bits of it via social media, but I don't want it like constantly well, updating a leaderboard or something like that. Kind no, of stuff, you know? no, not like that. But I want the ability that is just like, hey, I just wrote this song. Why don't you check out this concert, like an invite or something? And then I get like a pass to your island for like this thing. And then I go back to mine. Oh, OK. Like kind of share like, the weird, dumb things you're creating. Let's go even more basic. Yeah. You take a picture. You have to go through their convoluted fucking sharing system to post it on Twitter so I can see it. There's Is that nothing the airplane? Like, we just got There's that. There's nothing in there that you can just, like... Oh, my God, it's so fucking annoying. There's nothing in there where you can just be, like, post this to, like, something on, like, a server somewhere with Nintendo so that all of my friends could just be, like, with a spot pass notification. Like, look what Nathan's doing on his island. Yeah. It's but, so fucking stupid. If you didn't have Twitter or Facebook or Tumblr and you have this game, you are in a shell and you are probably not going to enjoy this experience. It is kind of weird because, yeah, there, there's definitely a moment where it's just like, all right, well, I'm kind of running out of stuff to do with, like, these seven people. Let's go to the Internet. And I just added, like, two dozen more people, like, just from right. anywhere. So, yeah, you know without sad. without other stuff, sure. But at the same time, it's like I don't really hate Nintendo for not making their own weird Tomodachi social network. They just kind of are like, you're using them anyway, just go do that. Like, just figure that out. 
Have you used that system, though? What do you mean? The QR scanning? No, like sharing photos through their game. No, no, I saw that it's like a photo stream on a Nintendo site or something. It's it's so convoluted. So you click on this thing, and it's just like, we're going to access your browser. And then that's how you sign into Twitter, and then it posts through like a authorized app sort of thing using the Twitter API on their site. Oh, okay. So is, what I'm, I'm saying is why isn't there just a photo stream that like when I'm connected to the internet here, this will just stream out to the site automatically if I took a picture. <clears throat> why do I have all this other stuff? It's weird. I um, guess yeah, I don't know I don't know why they do it, but I haven't really like I'm I'm also in a really weird circumstance right now where I'm playing this game with basically no internet anyway, so I don't know how yeah. hobbled the internet stuff is. Like I'm just like, oh well I can't connect anyway, so I'm just gonna use my three G phone to try to access the world of Tomodachi life. So right. I, I guess I didn't I'm not hundred percent clear that it's like, oh no, you kind of basically need to do that anyway, because the actual game itself doesn't access the world very well. Which maybe that's the case. I, I don't know. Um, but dude, again, I made I made Paul Giamatti and he lives in my town and him and Marshmallow hang out, so it's it's kinda weird. If I'm going to simplify what I'm talking about in just, like, one kind of anecdote or something, an yeah. analogy, yeah, it takes the same amount of time for me to officially post something through their weird system of getting something through my Twitter than if I just took my phone out, took a picture, and pushed tweet. Exactly. Like, that's why I was, like... Oh, yeah, like, for example, with me posting my me, like, the, the code for it, it was like, yeah. oh, well, you could pop out your SD card, mm. uh, put it in the computer, upload it, and then tweet it. It's like, I'm just going to take a picture of my screen and hope it works. Oh, it does? Okay, cool. I just get this picture in my head of somebody telling you, well, you could take out your SD card and then put it, and then, like, right there, you just hear a click, and you're like, I'm done. No, I, I already posted <laughs> it. It's like, yeah. it's not the easiest thing to read. You have to zoom in on a little bit, but eh, whatever. Not my no, problem. It's fine. I already There's got no my problem. guy. So. See, what people don't understand is that QR codes were implemented to just be, like, the most garbage resolution. Yeah. So, so it doesn't it, matter. It just figures it out, and it's like, okay, that is it. You got it. Favorite color because is yellow. Because old cell phones that have, like, garbage cameras or, like, sensors or whatever, they can still pick up QR codes. They're made for this very purpose. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. And, um... You and Brittany are officially on my island now, even though your doppelganger was. I had to kick him off. That cost me $21. Oh, okay. Um, so kicking people off the island costs money? Because there's definitely some people on my island that I'm just like, I was just kind of lonely. I just want some people. I don't yep. know why you're For here. Like, I don't know who you are. I don't are. know why Batman's there. Batman? Yep. Oh, I don't know okay. why you're there, Batman. I mean, you know, I love you're your victims. But you're, you're no longer allowed here. You don't, you don't look like the real Batman. But his name is the goddamn Batman, so that's pretty good. I do like that it just lets you curse. It's kind of great. Well, for the like, you have to get around some stuff. But yeah, it does. Yeah, um, phonetic I, spelling. The most depressing thing is that I had uh, Ryan's me from, like, a PAX. Dude, so I was, I'm, like wondering if I should do that, or is it the most depressing thing ever? I went into my me maker, and not me maker, my me verse or whatever, put him in the me maker, and then, like, imported him. And it is... 
it's kind of like just pretending like something didn't happen. Yeah. No, this it's game really bad. has so much potential for that. Of just like I'm gonna I'm gonna have my own special little world with bad stuff never happening. Look who's here, all my favorites. It's just like that. It's so weird. It's so weird. So it's like they're gonna I, go hang out at the cop. Copycat. I have the official Vinnie Caravellamy as well, and yeah. it looks way worse than fan-made ones I saw on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> like, way worse. So, um, I, but, okay, this is a thing I wanted to bring up to you. Mm-hmm. You stick with this, like, no, like, the, the dude actually made this. It says right there under creator, like, V Caravella. Yeah. He did it. Or Vinnie C, I think, is actually what it actually says. Yeah. So, do I stick with this, or do I go with, like, Hot Dog 6969's <laughs> version or something. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I mean, maybe both. Why not? Have Doppelganger Vinny and real Vinny hang out and see what happens. I don't have that many rooms. <laughs> That's the problem. Oh, okay. I, I'm only at like 25 people or something. So. I think I'm at 30. Oh, okay, okay. Like, really, I, I guess, I so my me Plaza stuff, I can import people from there because we've run into a ton of people that way. Oh, dude, yeah. Okay, like, good. That would be way easier grab- than what I'm doing. Well, it's still convoluted because you have to grab the me, put it into the me maker, save it, and then import kinda, it from the me maker. And then kind of fill out its details, kind of, right? Right. Whereas when, oh, this is another thing that I fucking hate the people on the internet for. They mm-hmm. never fill out all the stuff Yeah. on the QR. So that it's like, is well, so I annoying. have your name and your color and whatever, but I need to type in your last name. Or no, they just have the nickname sometimes. So I have to put in first, yeah. last name. Uh, birthday is usually in there. But yeah, no, un- incomplete profiles, but it's kind of weird. I hate it. I I mean, it just strikes me in the worst type of way where it's just like, no, this has to be completely... Fi- My job is that all paperwork has to be completely filled out properly. <laughs> yeah. So when it's I like, see... What it, is like, this? You're missing like four fields. Can't do right. that. Yeah. There's console all, all over. <laughs> it's super inside jokes, but yeah, just liars. Just dirty, rotten liars. Oh, there's one more thing I wanted to touch on with Tomodachi Life. Okay. And that's John's voice that he created for himself sounds exactly like him in a digital version, and it's weird. Whereas, I, I guess I was going to say, I think the little smirky thing is like a key detail that just makes it that much better. Like, she's like... But he... He doesn't really smirk like that, but I know. It's just I part of I know. <laughs> I guess, but it's just something about it. Just like a little bit closer to capturing the essence or whatever. Whereas, like, I don't know how I feel about like I think the mustache and hair is okay online, but like my mouth, Honestly, I changed. I thought that the me that like Aaron created on our thing for you, the face looked more like you. Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't even get to see it, so I don't know. There is a video of it online. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I sat, I sat there with the phone and took a video because you were singing Robodachi something. So Yeah, I've yeah, edited that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a fun thing, though. I'm, I am I guess it might have its quirks or whatever, but I, I'm kind of just enjoying the silly stuff you can find. Like, the dreams and stuff specifically. Uh that kind of stuff is just pretty, pretty funny to see. So yep. it, yeah, funny stuff. Um, I guess backtracking a little bit, uh, we were talking about Chicago. Yeah. 
and I, I watched an action film that was set in Chicago that okay. um, I'm just going to bring up here. The Negotiator? Yeah, okay. You, have you seen it? Sam Jackson and Spacey? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A long time ago. In theater, actually. Oh, okay, cool. You're one of the few, actually. That movie did not do very well, apparently. It cost, yeah, I know. It cost like $50 million, made like 47 so didn't quite break even. Oh, it almost made it. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's so sad. Um, like I I'd, I'd seen it once, like twelve years ago, but like edited on Superstation, kind of. So I've never really seen it. Uh, so I just kind of was like, man, I remember that being good, and we're kind of up on Kevin Spacey right now because of House of Cards and everything. And like, let's check this out. And um, it's a solid movie. It's just solid business. I'm not going to say it's one of the best films ever, but it kind of just has this story about like police corruption and this kind of weird extreme circumstance. And these yeah. kind of two characters pitted against each other, but kind of trying to figure out this larger mystery stuff. And I don't know, it was like, while I was watching it, there was a moment where I was like, man, why doesn't this get like the rep of like speed or the rock or something? Like this is some solid nineties action right here. And I, then it kind of just kept going. It's like, this is a little bit long. And there's like a moment or two that don't quite click. So maybe that's, that's kind of why, but it's, it's mostly totally fine and worth watching. Uh, mainly for those actors and stuff, but yeah. And yeah, it's totally fine. Um, I, I'm kind of more curious now about this movie I've been told I need to see called law abiding citizen. Yeah. Okay. It's the same director. I've been wanting to see that. Yeah, okay. Perfect. So, movie night tomorrow, maybe. I, I guess. Um, I don't have it. I'll see if hand. I can find. Yeah, no, but... I don't either. But I might be able to get it. You know. Okay. I, I don't know if I can commit to that though, because Brittany kind of wants to rewatch it. She likes it quite a bit, so I might have to save that one. But um, yeah, yeah. Same guy though, F. Gary Gray. Um, and I don't know. That that's all I really got. Just Chicago action movie, and it's cool. And I've been buying my okay. movies lately. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't really know if I have like any real keys. Like, man, this one part. I guess Paul Giamatti specifically was on my mind because he has a pretty nice role in that as one of the hostages. And I, I don't know. It was kind of nice seeing him like uh, just be very volatile and get to kind of overact a bit in the way he's so good at. But in a scenario like chewing the sense. scene. Yeah, like just I don't yeah. know. That, I like that guy. So. My, my version of him, though, in Tamadachi isn't quite right, and I don't know how to fix it. Like, it's just like... I think it's because you don't have any control over ears. Kind of bothers me in Tamadachi. Yeah. You can't yeah. do anything to ears. So if someone has... Hair, for me, is the big one. Oh, like, it's kind of limited. They have some just generic hair. Sure. Like, actually, yeah, that was kind of one of my screening things of just, like, I would load up a code, and if it just looked like bland-ass dude, I'd just be like, nah, you're not interesting to look at. Get out. Right. You're not allowed on Robot Island. But, anyway, yeah. Paul Giamatti. And, um, oh, Dean Norris was, like, kind of the surprise for me. I'm just like, oh, yeah, like, this guy is, like, I mean, he was totally a character actor in the late 90s, but, yeah, he's just, like, a cop. He's just one of two cops that kind of factor into the story a little bit, but barely. Um, oh, wait, he was a cop? Go figure. I know. It's it's totally like, 
I, like early in the movie, I was just like, man, like, you know, Dean Norris could totally just be in this movie. Like, this just fit and then popped up on screen. Stupid. I promise that happened. Because I was thinking I about Starship I, Troopers. I kind of don't believe you. Dude, I was thinking about Starship Troopers, which is 97, and he has a small role in that. Okay. And then. Yeah. I was I'm just following like, you. Go on. I was seeing just like, there's a scene after like the, a successful kind of bust or whatever where they just have a bunch of cops around. And I was just kind of like thinking of other dudes with kind of just faces that fit that type. And then it just kind of worked out. I promise. But I know, I knew as soon as he appeared, I couldn't convince anyone I had thought of him before he was already there. So yeah. I'm just going to plead my case, put it out there. I told Brittany the same thing. She was like, ah, okay. But it really happened. It really happened. <laughs> okay. Sure. Premonitions. <laughs> I knew. I knew. Latent memories. Dean Barnes. Dead uh, premonitions. Under the dome. He's, he's coming back. There's no place like dome. Let's move on. To okay. one more. I, I actually, I don't know. Like, that's kind of. Oh, I'm going to talk about Evangelion briefly. Briefly. Okay. Have you ever watched it? Like the series? No. No. Okay. Um, I, I, we're around episode 20 now. And I guess the mm-hmm. only real observation I have to make right now is like the first half of that series and the second half could not be more different in every way. Like, it's just weird. Like, it's. It's like Monster of the Week style kind of just battle stuff for like the first 12 episodes. And then they just go like, oh, wait, let's actually get really thoughtful about our characters. Let's like make come up with way more interesting imagery and just like way more ponderous stuff and do that for the rest of the series. And it was so weird. Like it's just like a huge gear shift of like just action crazy and then being like, well, wait, what, what is, what are, what is really going on here? Like it finally starts kind of digging into it. And it's just like, this is such a strange way to go about doing a story, but okay. Like I'm, I'm warming up to it more now. Like it was before just kind of like generic kind of like, okay, big creatures fighting and stuff. Like that's kind of fun. But now it's like actually starting to really dig deep with some of its writing and kind of some of its visuals and whatever. And also the animation just looks like they just, either tried way harder on the second half or just got way more money, but it's just like animation just gets way better. Like more detailed and just kind of, I don't know, just more interesting compositions of the images. It's super strange. I don't know if that's like just the thing that happens in that show, but like, and the final revelations, I still don't know like really ultimately what's going to happen. Like what's going on. There's still six left, but Strange pacing, like what a strangely paced like series of just in like a good way though. I mean, reflecting back on it, like it's kind of like I, it's almost like they kind of hook you with just the kind of reliable silly action, and then they kind of try to go deeper and succeed. But okay. Like, if I was to ever rewatch it, I don't know if I'd really bother with the first dozen episodes ever again. Because it's just like, yeah, yeah, they fight a bunch of kind of other creatures. But things really get, like, the shit gets real in episode 13 kind of thing. Like, it's like, maybe 12. There's, like, a really cool... That's kind of like all anime, though. 
they all seem to do that around that point. They just kind of hit into high gear. Like maybe you're right. Like I'm thinking back on even Titan and stuff where it's just kind of like almost bad stuff happens, but then kind of nothing happens for a while. And then it happens. Well, like uh, with Titan specifically, it's like kind of nothing happens. And then you find out he can become a Titan and it's like, Oh, and now he's part of the core, like the survey core. Yeah. So like they, like this actually just went from, like down here to like from maybe a five or six to like a nine for interest level. Although I'm so glad, like maybe pacing too. I'm really happy that I know this is a one season arc. Like they're not, they're not like, Hey, how long can we hook you? You know, like that is a huge turnoff for me when it comes to the basement. Yeah. It's just like, (laughs) Like, I was talking to a friend of mine who's read, like, all the manga, and he's way further than the series is at right now, and they still haven't gotten to the basement. So it's just like, oh, are you serious? Like, I thought that would be, like, episode 10 or something. They would finally just go down there. It's like, no, that's, like, the story arc. Like, that's the whole thing. And it's just like... That's going to be, like, the end, then. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know about that. Like... I kind of like just knowing like this was a really big story. Like people who like anime always look at Evangelion as kind of an important thing. I'm like, okay, cool. I will watch that then because it's like a one shot deal. Like you know, the same way it's like easy for someone to be like, oh, I really like Firefly. It's like, okay, I'll watch all of that because it's one season. You know, it's not like like people. Same people say, oh, Buffy's really great. It's like fuck that. There's like nine seasons. Fuck that. I'll never watch that ever. Right. Ever. What about Angel? Hell no. It's never yeah, going to happen. Even less so. Yeah. Like, it's just, that is outside the realm of things that will ever happen. Or, you know, I, I guess I'm choosing safe shows that won't piss off anyone. We know, listen. But there, if your show's too long, I'm not going to watch it. It's not going to happen. There's no yeah. way. Like, it took me years to warm up to the idea of tackling six seasons of Sopranos. So, I don't know. Like, Maybe it's just like a wait and see thing. It's just like, does this really have legs or are people just crazy? Like the shield is currently on my kind of like list because some people have started saying like, this is actually one of one of the shows. Like, this is an important show that happened. Walton Goggins is great in it. This is where he comes from. This is an amazing show. But okay. I'll give it like five, 10 years in the cooker. And if people are still saying that, maybe, but it's a huge time commitment. So. You better be right. Yeah, TV shows. Weird, weird commitments. But anyway, Evangelion How is cool. Prodigy not in Watch Dogs? I don't I'm know. I'm still annoyed. <laughs> I didn't even think about it the whole time I was playing until we started talking. I mean, he's in Wipeout, like, 2048. Got that. Like, I, okay, I like I love those guys. I like their music a lot. I have for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure... They're not doing enough right now where they would turn down an offer like that. Yeah, like the last album that made any kind of a splash was Invaders Must Die. Like, have they done anything since then? That was like <sighs> five, six years ago. Yeah, I don't like. I'm pretty sure the Prodigy are at the point where it's like, hey, we want to put you. Yeah, take all of our album. I don't care. Take yeah. whatever you want. Sure. Like twenty bucks. Sure. Thanks. <laughs> Maybe it's not that bad, but okay. No, it's obviously not that bad because I'm sure they're making bank oh, off I, that happens, right? I'm sure he's just making a bunch of money off of licensing Invaders Must Die for movie trailers. 
because I was just in stuff for a while. And like, I think yeah. it was in the, the Duke Nukem Forever trailer had it too. So, oh, man, that's sweet hackers money. That's what yeah. happens when like four of your songs are in one movie. <laughs> Every time. Forever. You know what? He yeah. probably does get like an annual check, but it's probably like five dollars or something. Like, oh this, come on! It has to be at least twenty. I don't. Right? I'm not convinced because, like, dude, what made that? Like, the guy who played Toad in the Mario movie, he gets yeah. like a check for like less than a dollar every year because he has a song in that movie, right? So, hackers. I know it's probably got a little better reputation, but not a lot of people really care, do they? But hackers. Well, a lot of people are functionally retarded. So. Okay. Also, I, one of the same awesome. dudes is in it. The guy who plays Iggy. He's the bad guy. Yeah. Good stuff. I, I played a few more games. I can quickly run down. Yeah, okay. Like not, uh, Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City. Kind of terrible. Pixel Boy in the ever-expanding dungeon. Better than I thought it would be. Still not that great. Um, I'm just trying to think of... What were you playing games. Raccoon City on PC? Yes. Okay. So just as a campaign, it's just... Yeah. Or what? It, yeah, it just doesn't feel good at all. Mm. It it plays fine like any other third person shooter, but it doesn't play good like a good third person shooter. Okay. Um, I started Phantasmagoria. Okay. Yeah, Harvester was an inspiration to me. Gaming for me is a religion. Yeah, and FMV and FMV th- things from the nineties is the shit. Yeah, apparently. So, I started Phantasmagoria. I'm going through that. Um, it's fine. It's, it doesn't have the same weird appeal of, like, what the fuck that Harvester did. So, I'm going through that. It's okay, I guess. Um, we're doing Risk of Rain as usual, as somebody might know if you're listening to this. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, that's been going okay. I don't know if you care or not, but... Well, I guess, what are you guys doing at this point? Because didn't you beat it? We're treasure hunting. They added artifacts. Oh, okay. Oh, like permanent unlock stuff? Yeah, that's why, like, on my channel now, it's not Risk of Rain Daily Challenge, it's Risk of Rain Treasure Hunters. And the Risk of Rain dude is wearing Indiana Jones' hat. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that changed a little bit. So they changed the game to kind of continue its relevance. Good idea. They're kind of like the skulls in Halo. Mm. They changed gameplay completely. Oh, okay. Like modifier kind of stuff. Yeah, that's exactly it. Okay. But you have to collect them, like in the levels and stuff. So we've been going through doing that, and then when we get them all, we'll try different like ways of playing the game. Like, well, let's play it where we can die in one hit, but we can do like five times the damage. Mm-hmm. Or like, let's play it where all enemies explode, and we only get hurt by it, and the enemies don't. Right. So like it'll change the way we play the game a little bit. So that'll be fun. Um, I didn't get to talk about this last week because we didn't do a thing, but I released that Wolfenstein New Order review. Oh, okay. That's up. Okay. Yeah. Should We Care is the series name because I couldn't think of anything. There's a new Wolfenstein game, Should You Care. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So the next one's probably going to be Transistor. But I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. That was a pain in the ass to do. 
that took way longer than I thought it, it would. Oh, like be. editing so, together footage and stuff or getting the footage. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Getting footage is the worst. Mm. So, but, um, that kind of wraps everything up for me. Are you, you I, mean, do, I mean, I've been working. We could talk about work. No, I, I, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about work tomorrow. I J-pack this stuff. It Damn, that's that's crazy, son. I, Load up the gooey a little bit. I mean, I actually, I, I did my best to help out with some freight the other night and felt no, okay about it. Peter actually was really stoked about that. He's taken a liking to you. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'll bring that movie back. I mean, I could talk about Eighth in the Hole, which actually was really good, but um, it's kind of, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't really know how to like get into it without comparing it to other things. But so, like okay, what? there will be blood is what it kind of reminded me of, and I don't know like, if that's like just me making some sort of just lazy setting linkages or something. But uh, it's kind of a character study about it. I, I've heard it described as a film noir, which kind of made me took me for surprise because it's it's not a detective movie or anything. It's not really about crime per se. Actually, okay, here's my entry point. Uh, the Simpsons. Do you remember that episode where Bart is trapped down a well? Yeah. That episode is based on this movie, and it's basically okay. like uh, this reporter is kind of a uh, big big city reporter played by Kirk Douglas ends up in a small kind of newspaper in New Mexico, Albuquerque. And he's just kind of there pacing around, like just kind of looking for a big story, right? Like he's kind of feeling like he's, he's looking for his big break, his shot at the brass ring or whatever. And this kind of local tragedy, like this guy gets trapped in a cave. He decides he's going to try to milk this situation for all it's worth and kind of just write big stories about kind of all this stuff that's going on, like kind of really hype up this story and succeeds like big press coverage and all this stuff. But at a point it's like, wait a minute, you could actually be rescuing this dude way faster, but he's kind of manipulating the situation so that the story lasts long enough for like this grand vision in his head of like, no, nah, it'll be perfect. Like about five, six days, it'll be awesome. It'll be perfect. He'll get out in six days. Like I'll, I'll have the exclusive press rights and all this stuff. Like I'll kind of make a bid for a larger paper in New York or something. Like he does really morally despicable things because of the situation. And something about that kind of just like selfish attitude and like him kind of spinning all these yarns for like the locals and stuff. Like it just kind of reminded me of the character study stuff in there will be blood as well as kind of just some of the imagery of just being in a cave and stuff. Like there's kind of early shots in that movie where he's digging for well, like oil by himself. He's kind of off in the desert and stuff. I don't know. It's like just dusty and gross and sweaty in a way that reminded me of that. Um, and it came out like decades prior. It's, it's Billy Wilder, the guy who directed the apartment and, uh, like a bunch of comedies from the fifties, like, uh, Oh, what's that one? Meryl Moreau, Jack Lemon, Tony Perkins, uh, some like it hot. That, that uh, movie is one of his. Um, but this yeah. is kind of, yeah, like this is kind of his earlier stuff where I guess he was doing a little more kind of darker edged stuff. And I was actually really, really impressed with it. Um, like holds up really like, 
actually, like, yeah, some of the just the the stuff about the thirst for attention, like the just kind of craving coverage and just like wanting to be noticed. Like it's just kind of small town people, and then like the news shows up, and just kind of the way people react. Like Mad City. I haven't seen Mad City, so I don't know. Okay, what happens in that? So there, there's like an incident somewhere. Oh, I'm trying to remember exactly like how it starts off. Basically, Dustin Hoffman is a like news anchor dude or whatever, and he, I think, is like the best in their thing or whatever. But he's starting to get outshone by some of the other people. Okay, or whatever. So, anyways, he's covering some, like, museum opening or something, and uh, he goes in to take a piss, and the janitor comes in with the shotgun and starts threatening the boss because um, she is, like, not paying him, like, health care or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's something where it's, like, he's pissed off because he feels like he's been taken advantage of and there's problems at home sort of thing. And it all came to a head, so he brought a shotgun in to, like, make her listen to him and, like, his point of view and blah, blah, blah. And it escalates with Dustin Hoffman kind of in the bathroom for a while and then, like, becoming a hostage and talking to the media through his, like, headset that he still had on. Yeah. His little lapel mic. He turns it into this, like, little thing that's between these two people and, like, it's still illegal, obviously, Mm -hmm. to, like, bolster a gun in front of somebody. But... It, he turns this thing that is just in this museum that everybody else thought was empty. Like, he was just kind of using it to scare her. And it turns into this huge media thing that, like, just becomes, like, everybody on the world's watching. Like, he exploits kind of the situation for personal gain kind of stuff? Is that the- uh, I, don't, I don't remember if it's personal gain. Like, for sure, like, there's an ego thing there when it starts. Yeah. But it becomes more of a just, like... This is just like blown out of proportion kind of stuff, like just not out of a molehill. Yeah. Well, there is a point, like spoilers for like a twenty-year-old movie or something. There is a point where like the gun goes off and he accidentally shoots like his other security guard or janitor friend or whatever that's there, Mm. and then it turns into a murder thing. Ah, okay. Like now, now it's become even bigger sort of thing, and since there's a reporter right in the midst of what's happening and it's all live. That's why it becomes this huge thing. And then it ends with a weird, like culmination of how this has affected the way like media, like it makes you think about how media can kind of screw with people. Sure. Oh, like, like, yeah, the weird manipulative power of media is definitely center stage of this. And this is like early fifties. So it's super weird seeing like a teletype machine and he's like sending messages to New York and stuff. And it's just like, this is effectively almost the same stuff that's like happening just in a way more old clunky means. But like some of the kind of themes and stuff and like, I guess just like, even just with like, there's been like three shootings in the last week. Right. And those should be, local news, right? Like, that's not something that really matters. The Moncton one was huge, though. Oh, yeah. That was a pretty big thing that happened. Sure, but, like, I mean, 
in that way of just like, or the Chilean miners came to mind, obviously, because that's like literally the same scenario of people trapped. But it's just like, I don't, I don't live in Chile. Like, I, what, like, why is the world gawking at this? And in, right. in this movie, it's like for that to happen at the time, like you literally had to come out to go see what's going on. And people do like it. The movie also goes by the title, the big carnival. Cause that by the end of it, there's literally like thousands of people and like a midway comes through. Cause they're just like, ah, wherever there's thousands of people here. And like, it just becomes this ridiculous literal circus of like just wow. people gawking and hanging around waiting to see what happens. And like, it's just kind of like, wow. Yeah. This, this got really off the rails. And, um, I don't know. It was, it's, it was, uh, it was pretty slick. Yeah. So I like an idea that you were talking about that you stole from someone else. Which one? What? I'm going to give you a homework assignment for the next time we do this. Okay. Watch Mad City. Okay. I like Dustin Hoffman, so I'll I'll track that down. Yeah. 1997, I guess, is when it came out. I just looked it up, and he was a security guard, not a janitor. Okay. Okay. My bad. Okay. No, that's, that's, I've never seen it. And then, yeah, Hoffman, like 90s era. I, I'm curious about what he was up to. So I'll, like, I mean, I saw Wag the Dog. But anyway, okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I wish I had, like, one on mine for something to throw back at you. But, well, uh, maybe something will come up. I'll give out my YouTube shout out okay. for the week, I guess. <laughs> oh, or whatever. oh, yeah. No, sorry. I actually wanted to bring up, like, just we're talking about, well, I was just kind of thinking about online stuff. That's kind of been a running theme about not being connected. Yeah. Um, I watched this movie like uh, I guess eight days ago at this point or something. Uh, Transcendence. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, full disclosure, we discussed this a bit at work, so this is yeah. a fresh. Conversation. This is not a fresh conversation, but I kind of just wanted to point it point out that movie. Like, it was a box office bomb. Like in the last couple months, it did not do very well. Uh, it's the, it's the cinematographer that Christopher Nolan used on stuff while he fights, uh, his directorial debut, uh, Johnny Depp's in it and stuff. Um, I found that movie kind of intriguing in that it reminded me of just tonally of like 70s science fiction movies, like specifically Soylent Green and Westworld, oddly enough. Okay like that kind of Creighton kind of stuff. Like it's just kind of, it has like just kind of big ideas that it tries to express and sometimes gets it across. And sometimes it's just kind of not that fun to watch, but I, I was still overall like had some things to think about and I was kind of impressed by it. Like it's just this kind of, Oh man. So it's all about kind of what if Ascension AI came to be. And Johnny Depp is kind of this computer scientist who's uh, targeted by this anti like um, technology group headed up by Kate Mara, weirdly Um, just, she's been popping up in the last definitely Um, who like, they're like killing all these uh, like scientists and stuff. And he is uh, stricken with kind of this really debilitating thing. And he's going to die in a couple of weeks. Before that happens, Paul Bettany and his wife set up this kind of experimental online upload thing and, like, managed to capture some of his consciousness, if not all of it, and merge it with this AI they were working on and upload it to the Internet. 
And then there's kind of the ongoing, like, ongoing lingering question in the movie is, like, is it really him or is it just the AI using his, like, personality to kind of appeal to people and get its agenda done? And it, it was kind of a neat spin on some of those kind of, like, Skynet-type fears, but in a much more, like, just a much different way that it was still kind of like, okay, this has, like, something to offer um, on its own. And I don't know, just kind of ideas of just how connected everything is and like having to like to manage without the internet. Cause like it could, this AI could know exactly where you are if you're using the internet. So for this group to kind of plan any kind of move against it, they need to kind of go back before any of that stuff. So it's, I don't know. There were some kind of cool, cool ideas in there. And I guess I, I can't ultimately say like where it goes and stuff, but okay. Actually, Spoilers for Mass Effect Three. Parts of yeah. it, parts of it, reminded me of kind of the green ending, I guess. In that, yeah, of yeah. just like him, like there's so many micro machine related things in here. Like it was like Metal Gear kind of stuff was coming to mind. But like the kind of merging of humans and technology, like in that ending, where everyone's kind of weirdly like biomechanical or whatever. Like there's stuff of that of just like. Uh, through these nano machines, he's able to heal people, but then they also get like bionic powers essentially. But then they're also networked, so there's kind of like pluses and minuses of just like, well, are they even sentient anymore? Like, are they just part of this kind of weird, creepy computer? Or like, should we be creeped out by this computer? I don't know. So I guess I don't have like a. I think what your words right after you saw it the next day to me yeah. were, "We should blow up the internet." Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So the solution the kind of terrorist group, I guess, has to come to is just like, we need to blow up the internet or we need to stop this thing from spreading. And that's kind of what, like, yeah, like the movie opens with like a post-technology apocalypse has happened. And it's like, like, how do we get to this? Well, I'll tell you. And then they kind of go back and chronicle the story of this AI and all this. And it was weird because like, yeah, like this kind of idea, like just for like, a while I was just kind of getting really angry about like, like it's kind of a dumb thing. I'm just like, I know I'm creating my own echo chamber with like Twitter and social networks and stuff. Like the only reason I'm reading this stuff is because I've put these people on my list of things that I'm reading. So why do I have that? You know, like just don't be afraid to just kind of prune on occasion, but the internet frustrated was frustrating me on like a regular basis. So yeah, I was ultimately like kind of just stoked that there was a movie talking about blowing up the internet as like a viable past that point now feeling better. I don't know. Like it's kind of been fun in a way, not having the internet to worry about at all. Like just kind of grabbing a movie on like a disc and just popping it in. And just saying, this is mine. Like no one knows this is happening except me unless I tell them but it's not like I'm clicking on Netflix and then it's auto updating somewhere that I watched this or like, you know, Hey, recommend this or whatever. It's just, I watch the thing. That's it. That's just offline secrets, 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 secrets. You can't keep those if you're connected all the time. I, I mean, we're doing this over the phone. So <laughs> I know like this is a m- manual recording, you know, but it's going to go on the internet. Kind but, of. Yeah. Kind of analog. Yeah, like, even just the last couple of weeks, like, necessitated me kind of going to places. Like, top down, I went to John's house 
I was just like, man, this is just better. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Cool. Like, yeah, something is like kind that. of there's just weird distancing that happens somehow through internet. But anyway, mm. what were you what were you getting to the YouTube channel recommendation? Yeah. Speaking of the internet, Paul loves the internet, and he's going to recommend a part of it. I would probably plug like my brain in. Really? I'm Probably. at a point where I'm like I don't want to be classified as like a neo luddite, which is what should they what they call the anti terrorist group in there. But like, I have nostalgia for pre internet, pre connected technology, and I'm sure. I'm kind of just going back to that a little bit more lately. Just kind of looking back, well, I'm just like I'm gonna hook up my VCR and watch some tape. Just you are living it. by a lot of pawn shops, so you can do that very easily. So, so easily. Like, I'm yeah. buying stacks of stuff again, and it's just like, this is dumb, but I love it. And also, like, here's the thing. Maybe we're just in a transition stage or something where, like, eventually the internet will have all of the stuff. But for the time being, Netflix doesn't have, like, all the special features, all the weird, like, commentary tracks and dumb stuff that no one cares about. So it's just like, yeah, I want to see the alternate ending to Joy Joyride. Twenty nine minutes. That's a whole new movie. Back the box like that. But yeah, secret. Yeah. It's like physical media secrets that I'm gonna go find. Can't wait. But anyway, YouTube. You should take a camera with you while you do those. But like an old film camera. I I used to do this thing for a while when um. I was writing this stuff a bit more, and it was just kind of like a, like almost like a weird tweet or something, but with like a format. Mm-hmm. And it was called dumpster diving, and it would just be like on a payday, I would go to uh, like an EB Games or a Future Shop, go to their like one dollar games bin, and just like pick out dumb shit and then review it after playing it for a few hours. <laughs> like, hey, is Turning Point Fall of Liberty worth a look? Who knows, Paul? <laughs> right, exactly. I I never did get that one because when that was that was still like the hot thing when I was around that time. Oh, okay, it. okay. This was this was a while back. In fact, I'm gonna quickly look it up while I'm filling. Like, like what was there. the last review you did? It was just like I, I know I know for specifically the last one like that Nano Breaker. Back. Yeah. No. Was a uh, vampire rain, and I was so angry. <laughs> was that was a video so... game. Yep. Yeah, I was. Wasn't there like mad. another one, or it's like Vampire Rain Altered Species or something? Yep, you're right. There was. Nice. Yeah. So that was a thing for a while. <laughs> yeah. And um. Anyways, what I was getting at is that you should do the same thing with a camera, just, like, dumpster dive and go into the pawn shop with Nathan and just, like, let's see what we could find today. It's basically, like, Storage Wars, only you're paying money and probably going to get arrested for bringing a camera in a pawn shop or something. Yeah, like, I I can just report my findings post-expedition. I don't need to, like... That's not as fun, because then people aren't discovering it with you. I guess, but I don't don't know, like, the... the... Like the, sales are the way to go for that, then. Like, the Garrett Hunter store cast, like, I have never done that. That just looks... I would be so awkward in this. I'm already awkward in stores. Like, if I'm in a are store... You? 
like I have that thing where like, if I'm in a store for too long, I have to buy something because I've just been wasting their time. That's a terrible thing to have. I know. Tell me about it. But fortunately, I usually find something that I genuinely want. But if I don't, I get in this weird panic state and kind of have to wait until someone else is around and then I just leave. It's a weird feeling. Wow. But Canadian guilt, I don't know. Do you want to hear some of the dumpster divin dived things I got? Like, what, yeah, Sure, hit me with some games. Okay, first one was Dragon Ball Z Burst Limit. Awesome. Second was Bullet Witch. I was kind of curious about Bullet Witch for a while, but yeah. Oh, right. This Okay, so the format was like year released, price paid, time spent, expected rating, like a kind of like just by what I had heard or whatever, and then overall rating afterwards, and then a value for price. Because mm, like... I guess that is kind of a valuable metric because when a lot of big publications are reviewing games, they're assuming you're paying $60. So like, for example, pretty much every review I remember of Wolverine origins was like, "Ah, that's pretty sweet. I don't know if it's worth $60 though. Three out of five. Whereas now it's like, Oh dude, that's a four out of five. easy. Like that's a fun ass game. And it's like 12 bucks So go get it. So, yeah. I'll just click on one of these randomly and I'll quickly give you an idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, so dumpster diving for Ninja Blade. <laughs> I have Ninja Blade. Year release 2009. Price paid 4.99. Time spent four hours. Expected rating six out of ten. Overall rating six out of ten. Value for price A. Comments. I hope you like quick time events and ninjas because both are rampant in this game. Story is stupid. Character designs are laughable, but the game plays well, looks good, and can hold your attention well enough. Definitely worth the price I paid. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Five bucks so, is enough. That that was basically, like, I don't know why I stopped doing that. Probably because it was just cut. Like, the last two I did on the same day, and it was Perfect Dark Zero and Vampire Rain. Mm. And I I didn't feel feel good about that. Although I did give Perfect Dark Zero like expected rating three out of ten overall six out of ten with okay. a plus value. So it was better than you thought it would be. Yeah. Whereas like when I went into that game, I paid full price for it, and it was like expected value like it would be like expected rating nine out of ten actual like two. Like what are really? you doing? Like thirty frames, like weird awkward third person cover. Like, I don't know. I thought that game was really terrible. But Okay, Vampire Rain. Price paid one from that context. Price paid $1.99. Time spent 15 minutes. <laughs> Expected rating 4 out of 10. Overall, 2 out of 10. Value for price F. Comments. Think about everything you loved about Splinter Cell and Siphon Filter. Now take it all away and you get this piece of shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whole game seems pointless, and just trying to hone in on whatever money could have been made by releasing another third-person shooter's controls and writing is terrible, should be avoided at all costs. What a waste of two fucking dollars. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that was the last one. <laughs> Until now. Bring it back. Wanted. Weapons of Fate. There actually is... Dude, I love that game. Whatever. It was fun! Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no. I played but, um, it all. It I've been fun. considering doing it again, but everything's digital now, and it's just like 
well, like, I paid for this game on a Humble Bundle for $1, so what are you doing buying it, like, at a store for 10 It's like, oh, I screwed up. Sure. The way, the way that things work now are different. Yeah. They just like, don't work this way anymore. Like, I can go to the disc exchange and buy some video games, but then I'm filling up my house with video games. And when, some like, people I don't understand that. For 99 cents. Yeah. Or less. I could buy it for, like, what's basically free mm-hmm. because it came with this other game in a bundle that oh, I actually wanted. I think I'm kind of just realizing like throughout like childhood and whatever, I've always kind of liked collecting things. Yeah. You know, like it's just like, I'm going to buy all the James Bond books. Are you going to read them? No, I want They're them though. on the shelf together though. Yeah. I'm a, there's going to be a full set. It's going to be sweet. And like yeah. Godzilla, I'm going to get all those. And stuff, and now it's just like, oh, physical media isn't a thing, and there's nothing satisfying about having all of the fear games just on a list on Steam. Like that's no. not a thing. Like it's no, not I, real. I disagree. I like the Steam list because it keeps everything alphabetically ordered in a nice list, and I can just click on something and I have it. Sure, I don't have to. Like, I can play it, but it, I, I don't feel like I own it. Like it's the total whatever. Well, you don't like. No, I know. I'm not saying that, like, for collector, quote-unquote, or whatever, Steam isn't a thing. No, no, it's great for playing video games, but if you have very little interest in playing video games and a ton of interest in owning video games, Steam well, is a gone. waste of time. You're just I know. John. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I have, like, a Final Fantasy shelf that is for Final Fantasy games. I had, like, a big setup of all my Zelda games. I'm going to get all of them. I'm going to have them all here. And it's like, if you buy, like, say you bought Link Between Worlds digitally. I like, did. I buy all my games digitally now. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I can't, I can't, I can't go down that path. I, I, I was one of those guys for a while. I was just like, no, digital future is going to be sweet. We're not going to need all these shelves. And it's just like, I like all the shelves. They're my favorite thing. Having stuff on shelves is the best. Until you move, though. No, dude, that's, that's my favorite stuff to pack and unpack. Like, it's like... Ugh. Oh, I gotta unpack this box full of bowls. That sucks. What a boring thing. Well, oh, yeah, geez, of course that box. sucks. But, but I the thing bowls with the bowls day. is that you use them. Yeah, but I don't know. I I don't have a pride of ownership over like a cup or something. Well, of course you don't have pride of ownership over a bowl. Yeah, but it's more useful. <laughs> then you would be a crazy spinster that sure. goes to the pawn shop for bowls. <laughs> But I I don't know. I like having a sick collection, dude. And now that like the value of a sick collection is in question, I'm like having to stick like put a stake in something and just be like, No. Physical ownership's rad. But I mean cool. if you look at it from the other way, it's a gross consumerist mindset that was just drilled into you from all the Saturday morning commercials for the toys. Like it's just like, no, I have to have the whole set. Why? I'm not going to play any of them. Like, they're just as good to me as up in the cloud. And then when I wanted to actually play with it, I can play with it and then put it away forever. Well, it's for toys and stuff, but... No, I'm talking about anything. They're, like, it's just... Well, but the, I guess all of like, it necessitates... to own it, though. It's like all of it necessitates me continuing to own the internet, though. Or, like, go to certain websites or whatever. Like... Like, you know, to have a meaningful online library, you need to be online. That's the catch, right? You mean an online library, though? Well, I mean, like, you know, Netflix and Steam? Sure, or Steam, 
I mean, you could go offline for months at a time, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, but like, I'm sorry, I just didn't understand what you meant. Continue with your point. I get it now. Well, I guess I'm just, like I don't know. It's kind of like one of those things where it's just like it's an engine that constantly lures you back in. Like the same way, it's like you can't own a car without buying gas. Like it's just a po- in, infinite sink of resources. But it's like, oh, it's convenient. I get to drive around wherever I want. But the cost is there. You just kind of get to the point where you don't think about it anymore. Where it's just like. Oh well, no, it's so cool, man. The internet, like, whole yeah, I can just buy stuff. I can just get stuff from there. You know, I'm gonna get my music from iTunes. But then it's just like you don't actually own that, though. Like, if they go away, or like you're you're in flux and you don't have online, you can't listen to that album anymore. Well, like, no, but if you buy a CD, you own just a physical piece of something that this other thing is on. Yeah, so, but you like, can if that still CD play breaks, it back. You have to rebuy it. Sure. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But like, you don't own the music. You never own anything in life. Like, oh no, ever. I don't like own it for me to do whatever I want with it. But it's like, well, actually, no, it's whatever. You can do whatever you want with physical media. I can rip stuff out of movies and make dumb shit with it, and it's yeah. fine as long as I don't go out there saying I did this. I'm going to make money. Like it's just you can do that with digital media as well. You can do it with. Like, you can do that stuff as well. I guess it just, just like depends. The sharing kind of culture, though, it's like, well, what's the point if you're not going to post on YouTube or Vimeo or something, you know? No, that sounds like a personal thing. I don't think people are forcing people to do that, are they? That's kind of creepy if that's happening. It's well, like, no, no, I mean, it's like, why would you spend time, like, hours of your time editing together something if you're not going to do something with it? Like, what do you mean? Well, I just mean, like, you, you, like, say you stumble across some dumbass, like, video on YouTube that's just, yeah. like, a, a clip from a movie or just, like, some weird remix of, like, Christian Bale yelling. Like, sure. that's just derivative stuff, but it's still hmm. on the internet. Like, I don't know why. What, I, I think, I thought you were making a different point than I think you are now. I'm okay. a little confused. I'm sorry. I, I'm confused too. I'm just saying it out loud. I'm sorry. Oh, Wasting your time. Okay. I'm not sure how I no. feel about it. I just I'm realizing I have this collector lust, and it's coming sure. back. And I don't think it was being satiated for a while. via like the new norms of purchasing stuff. So right. yeah, like it's like oh, I got this cool music library. It's like, no, you kind of don't actually. Is kind of yeah. the realization I'm coming to now. Um. So vinyls—that's what's next. Anyway, well, I mean, like CDs and vinyl. The the music was like the music was just whatever because you could like rip it to your computer or like put it on a tape or Mm. whatever. What Mm. I liked was the album art. (laughs) I always loved the album art and the inserts and stuff. With yeah, that stuff, so no, that's definitely a like a sweet bonus. Well, sorry, I, mean, I guess I'm also just thinking now, like with every generational shift, there's always stuff that gets left behind. You know, yeah. like it's like, oh well, everything went to DVD except some stuff. There's some weird ass tapes out there. Like there's a documentary actually coming out soon about people who are like avid tape collectors that I'm really curious about. Um, but like you know, same thing. It's like, oh, everything's a Blu-ray out. No, it's not. Like there's a lot of stuff on DVD that you never get the bump again, and then there's like a few oh, yeah, features for to sure. that. And then it's just like digital. It's like seems like there's even less 
stuff makes the digital cut of just like, you know, like I'll, I'll search my streaming services and stuff. And it's just like, why would you ever want to watch that movie? And she's like, I want to fuck you. I'm going to watch it. Like Melanie Griffith is going to fight crime and James Gandolfini is in it. Like, I want to see that movie. But see, what's it called? Strangers. With this, it's yeah, kind of an, we, we can, you can kind of make an argument against what you were kind of grumbling about just a little bit ago about this, like social media culture. Where mm-hmm. Like there, you could be that person that puts it up on something for someone. So you, technology is making it so you don't just need the companies oh, no, no. anymore to put stuff out there on like digital copy. There are people that can do it as well. It's kind of like a weird internet resistance. It's like, well, you want us to watch like real steel, but I'm going to watch, I don't know, fucking hackers. I don't know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Some random no, thing. you're right. Like once you get into torrenting, it's all different. I guess it's just like, I'm trying to play by the rules, but then realizing like, well, the people that make the rules interest, the shit. I guess so, yeah. Like they yeah, just don't they, they want me to watch like three of thirty movies this one director made because they're the big yeah. hits or whatever. And I'm just like, no, I wanna know where this came from. Like what is what is this movie like? I'm not arguing against like the collector mindset at all. Yeah. What I'm saying is that for what I like to do now is just efficiency and cleanliness in my media habits where it's like this is in alphabetical order or whatever. I just oh, have to click man. here and I'm listening to my music. I just have to click here and I'm playing my game. I just have to click here and I'm watching my YouTube channel. Okay. Like, people. Where's I like the efficiency. But if you want to collect, all you have to do is go to a pawn shop. Everything there is like $5. Yeah. And you will have a collection and you will have that satisfaction. No, like, yeah. I'm just thinking now, like, you're just saying, like, orderly, cleanliness or whatever. Whereas I have this, like, romanticized notion of just, like, the wizard's den with, like, piles of books with, like, a candle on it and shit. Like, just, like, papers all over the desk and stuff. Like, that stuff's rad to me. It's just, like, no, what's going on me, here? I would rather just have that all on a tablet or Kobo in a list. Yeah, that's and then I can... gross. It's so clean and, like, just stripped out. I don't know. It has no character. You know? Like, it has no must. You can't smell it. You Why know? would you, though? Because the book <laughs> smells like musky old book. It's awesome. But, like, what does that matter? If I'm not reading a book, I don't need to fucking see it sitting there. The, like, the act of turning a page has, like, a... a it's like a little reward in and that, of itself. I do agree with you that it's like, I actually want to read this book. There is something there about turning the pages. What I'm getting at is that I don't need to see a shelf full of books that I will never read because if it's not something mm-hmm. I need now, I no longer fucking care. It doesn't exist in my life. It's not there. Okay. When I do need it, it's right here yeah. in front of me on this little thing. And I just have to touch it with my finger and it's right in front of me. That's what No, I yeah. Like at. that kind of like, in the now it like I, that's a very logical kind of thing. But like, I've been kind of self thinking through like, of just like, am I like actually losing interest in this stuff or am I just getting distracted with other nonsense? Like I've mm-hmm. kind of been trying to think of like setting a media, like not even a media goal, but just kind of locking down a bit on like new things. I'm just buying into for no reason instead yeah. of just like actually perousing my shelves and be like, wait a minute. I did always want to read this and it's right here. Like, yeah. I'm going to read it. Sure. Or like, I'm going to watch this, you know, like that kind of thing. I'm just like, you know, actually trying to progress through the things that Nathan over the 
two plus decades has decided to bring into his life. Like, it's like, why did I do that? If it's, you know, and once I, maybe, maybe some of the stuff I'll be like, man, this book does suck. And then I'll get rid of it. You know, like I'll know yeah. to do that. Or like, I'm going to rewatch this movie. Wow. What a waste of time. And then just like trade it in or something, you know, like, but I need to kind of re-examine my stuff. And I, maybe it's just a moving thing. of just seeing all my stuff again and I'll lose interest in it again once it's settled in another shelf or basement corner. Mm-hmm. But um at at the moment it's on my mind. So Yeah, no, yeah. that's totally fair. And like for the revisiting thing, that's the only part in my mind where a collection and like having it out is the better way to do it. Because when I look at my Steam list it's great because it's like Watch Dogs is there. I know that's the thing I'm playing right now. It's available right now. Why the fuck do I have Arma 2? I am never going to play that. So Like, like I have Arma 2 because I was curious about DZ when that was hot. No, I right? not even. That was part of a pack at like Humble or something. So I just had oh. it. And then I got okay. DZ afterwards because it was a like, Oh, man. Like, so, you, so you almost wish you could just kind of like flag games. Just like don't actually care. And just kind of put it away. Well, what I'm getting at is when, like, I had my shelves with my movies and stuff, if I was yeah. bored one night and, like, I just wanted to see what I could do, I would look at that shelf and then grab something. Because there was a reason at some point in time that this is now sitting right here. There was never mm-hmm. a reason why Arcania Gothic 4 should be here, except for somebody <laughs> said you should have this because you're buying something. Like there's yeah. no sense of or like, like I have risen to there's no sense I of discovery when like people just shove shit at you, which they do very well nowadays digitally and that they yeah. couldn't ever do. Nobody could force you to buy anything back like when you mm-hmm. would buy physical media. So that sense of like there's a reason why this is here. I should revisit that. That's there. Whereas digitally is like, no, you just get all this stuff and you're like, oh, I can't even tell you. No. OK, whatever. Yeah, so. like, I, you know, at some point there was a choice where you made this happen. Like, I'm like, you know what, $4, I'll buy The Negotiator and watch it again. Mm-hmm. Like, I made that happen. Whereas if it's just like, uh, yeah, I, I, sure, I haven't played Dead Space 3, I'll buy this bundle, and now I own, like, Medal of Honor. It's just like, you know, everything's valueless and just kind of piled together. I guess yeah. it's more akin to, like, when you're buying movies, and it's like, like I guess recently that some of these contracts and stuff, it's like ten for no. by ten you get all of them. I no those oh they hurt because I catalog my movies in an Excel sheet. Mm-hmm. So it's like what the fuck do I put this ten hundred movie? There's like one I have that's like fifty like horror movies or whatever. It's in a white box yeah. and it's oh oh those I I was actually getting at like just ten for, like one buck each. So you start making a lot of bad decisions to fill the 10. But yeah, you're right. The weird, like, 12 movies. On but the problem day. is, on those, like, 50 things or whatever, they or have some real favorite. old gems on there. So, like, yeah, I want this set. How am I cataloging this? Yeah. Oh. Like, am I saying I own each individual movie on here? Or do I just hope that this weird collection exists in this database or something? Oh, and what else is annoying is when they have, like, those four movies on one disc thing and the like cover of the DVD case is just like split in like quadrants. And there's like yeah. the 
different uh, or posters. movie posters. Oh my fucking god! Holy shit! Whoever started doing that should be just executed. They are the worst. Like for person. visual design standpoint. No, from like, the oh. fact that there's four fucking movies on here, and I just wanted one. Like if I, okay. Now you're bringing Man, out those, sometimes like, it works out though because like no. with Batman and Matrix specifically, those are exactly how passionate I am about those okay, franchises. No, the, okay, if we're gonna talk about collector stuff, I am or was whatever when I was buying movies more the type of person that would just be like, "Oh, Batman, I I can't buy this pack," sort of thing. I will buy them all separately, and I did. So they're okay. all they will have a slot on the shelf sort of thing. Like so four I, times the space. I can't stand like if you pull something off a shelf, it's like, yeah, there's like four things in here. No, they each have to have their space <laughs> so that when I'm looking at the spine, it's easily displayed which one is which and I can grab it and I know that this is just the only thing here. Like this is mm. this the this, this is my version of the Steam library. Where it's not just like, yeah, you got Alien Breed two, three and impact all on this one like file. They they don't do that. That's why I like the Steam library because it's like no, they're each separated. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, like, I guess again, two, it's just like a pride of ownership Arma, thing. No. Yeah. No. I don't know. It's weird. I have all well, the Harry now Potters I'm just thinking, and I haven't like, seen any of them. So <laughs> maybe just bring up Steam or whatever. Like the way Telltale used to do it versus the way they do it now. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're Walking Dead season two is like its own thing. Where it, if you go back far enough, it's like. Uh, Sam and Max, each episode is like listed, and she's like, that's such a waste of space. It is. What are you doing? For that, it is, because that whole series of those five or whatever is one game. Let's be honest. Yeah, so just kind of, like, make a wrapper for it and just say season one, and that is now that. That's. I don't like, know why each has a separate code. That's like if uh, there ha- there are a few things that have done this. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but like TV show seasons are just like episodes one to five or whatever and you're just like this is the worst right here mm-hmm. right now so yeah i don't like know. why split or like if you bought them from the video store like pre-owned or something yeah i don't know it was weird how they would sell like, why would they be individually packaged okay no like they were individually cased like instead of like on mm. one dvd disc having like 10 episodes it would be like one to four because this way they could... Huh. This is an anime thing, I think. Oh, they okay. could sell more, like, digital... Not digital. They could sell more copies for more money. It's great. Oh, no, yeah. Like, I think the Persona animated series does that. And it's just like, this is, like, $50 to buy two... Like, no. I don't... I, don't I think know. a lot of animes do that. It's really gross. Anyways, should we... Uh, I have a few questions from Twitter. Oh, okay. Because... Okay. Wait, know. what happened to the YouTube channel? Was there one? Oh, yeah, YouTube channel is Carcinogen. C-A-R-C-I-N-O-G-E-N. He does uh, Resident Evil speedruns. And I okay. m- might be talking to him for a podcast. But okay. that that's just, like, I like that dude. So, And uh, I hope I do do a podcast with him, because it will literally just be two hours of, like, geeking over Resident Evil. That's all it will be. <laughs> So, okay. And specifically like Resident Evil 1 and 2. Just talking about dumb inside baseball shit. So, yeah. That might okay. happen. But do you have a YouTube? I mean, you haven't been watching anything. So, on YouTube. Man, uh, Mega 64, the real cool. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really uh, like, I don't know how. 
many times we can call it the same thing. I think that kind of goes against it. But, like, everybody that listens to us should be listening. Like, you shouldn't even be listening to any other podcast I recommend. It should be Mega64, honestly. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Because I know people I, started listening to, like, Venchat and stuff. It's like, yeah, those dudes are funny, but they're nothing compared to Mega64. That's all I have to say. Mm. Oh, boom. Okay, cool. Well, it's true. Um, or is there anything else you need to say? Should no, we... that, that's that's all I got. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So I didn't know how we... I didn't know how we would be doing this this week, so I just basically said voicemails will not be happening. Just send, like, text questions through Twitter or whatever. Uh-huh. So, uh... Meow sent three or four right now, so we'll just go through them quickly, and then I think Marshmallow sent one as well. Okay. Okay. I know Paul probably graduated graduated in the 80s, and Nathan probably in the 50s. What? The 80s? Okay. I know Paul probably graduated in the 80s, and Nathan probably in the 50s. How was graduation time for you guys? Was it fun? I graduated in 2004, so not even close to 80s. Um, yeah, 2004. Five, I think. And no, it wasn't fun. There was tests. There was people pressuring me, like to like just school pressures coming at like, well, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Sort of bullshit. Um, Ceremonies and dressing up with a bunch of classmates for a few hours of just like listening to people talk. It's terrible. It wasn't a great time for me. No, it sucked. It was just. I I kind of. I kind of enjoyed it, but, uh, like, yeah, it's kind of weird parties. Unless you mean, like, after, because when it was done, then, yeah, like, after the last ceremony and, like, the last test and stuff, that feeling of, like, it's weird that it's Monday and I'm not waking up for school. There was kind of this, like, gradual, like, realization that it's like, oh, yeah, I'm probably actually really not going to see a lot of these people ever again. Like, that took a while to actually take hold of just, like, they're not your social circle anymore. They're just not going to be. That won't work logistically. So don't worry about it. I think I had a weird, like, opposite thing where my social circle didn't go to my school. So, like, they were from other schools. So we hung out already without, like, seeing each other every day, ever. So it was just like, no, my social circle is not changing at all. Like I came to the school for two or or three years just for high school. I barely know people and the people I do know are still kind of weird. I'm done. Like I'm just leaving now. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, school was kind of a big source of that for me. It went away. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm lonely. So lonely. Yeah. And just, Oh my God. Like thinking back, like, just some really weird, like prolonged email exchanges with like classmates and stuff. Yeah. Like, that dragged on way past the point where I, like I should have stopped sending messages cause they stopped caring and I didn't clue in yet kind of thing. This is a good like, point. That kind of stuff. This is a good point to bring up that I'm so glad that when we were in high school and like finishing up that like yeah. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube weren't oh, as God. big. As they are, like, yeah. I would probably have like, killed myself. Like, just weird, overly attached kind of problems could have totally happened more so with that kind of stuff. Because, yeah, like, it was a maybe a full year after, or like six months or something at least, before Facebook blew up. So I added a bunch of my high school people to it. But I did too. And was, then, like, I never talked to them and it felt awkward. So I deleted that account completely. 
Whereas it, like, I still have them all kind of on there, but we just never talk ever. Right. So it is kind of weird, but I mean, if I ever get news of the reunion, that's probably due soon. Maybe that's a way to hear about it. Would you go to one? Did you? Or Um, 10 years, that's this year. Mine is uh, this year. Are you going to go? No, fuck no. Like I said, okay. I went there for three years and made, like, three actual friends. Like, there's mm-hmm. no reason. And I know for a fact they're not, they wouldn't go, so. There's okay. No or is I, I'm just, like, this weird curiosity thing. I guess my class was way smaller than the average, too, because it was a private school. See, that's, so. that's how I think I would have felt if I kept going to school in Airdrie at my school. Because, like, yeah. we had all been in the same school and classes and stuff because it was the only uh, Christian, I think, school. Well, besides, like, your private school or whatever you went to sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. ours was the only, like, Catholic school. So, like, when you go from this Catholic school, it automatically forces you to go to this one and then you graduate. And, um... Mm-hmm. So, like, we all knew each other from, like, grade four sort of thing. So, it would have been that sort of thing. But Yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, just a sec. So, yeah, it was um, just, like, if I kept going to that school, I would have probably felt the same way. Whereas, I had to let all of that go pretty quickly when I changed schools completely. And then I was... It, I think I like that experience better, starting off in, like, when you're already a uh, faux adult. Like, you think you're an adult, but you're really just, like, an 18-year-old scumbag or something. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, I can make some decisions about who I talk to and stuff now because nobody here knows me. I'm a totally different person. That was kind of great. I really enjoyed oh, it. okay. Whereas, yeah, I was with the same group for, like, a whole bunch of times. So, yeah. Yeah. different. And that social circle is weird when you're with people a long time because then it's like, did you hear this person slept with this person? And you're just like, I've known that kid since like grade three. Like that's weird because I. Well, I mean, in a in a Christian school scenario, it's more just like they got married. Weird. (laughs) They were classmates for like eight years. They got they got married. You know why they got married? Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So. Because we don't believe in sex. (laughs) Yep. Not unless rings are involved. I remember, I can't remember what I wrote it on. I wrote something about sex on something and just got, like, detention and, like, my parents called. It was a big deal. And it's like, my mom apparently just was like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, it's a regular Mm. fucking life thing. And, like, instead of teaching kids about it, you just, like, berate them to the point where, like, she flipped out. It was great. Yeah. Okay, cool. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it creates a weird kind of mentality about it. This no, let me tell you. Yeah, are you having issues? Well, no, but like it's kind of like such a slow awakening process to like feeling not totally ashamed about everything. Yeah, so, there's that, yeah. and also like you went to church. You said obviously, you yeah, yeah, yeah. I did too, yeah. obviously, and um. I was having this discussion with Aaron a few times, like, before, where I still remember, like, all the weird, like, chants and, like, recalls and stuff like that from church. They're just ingrained Mm -hmm. in my memory. And that is fucking terrifying. I can't, like, they're just there. It's not like I go reciting them and, like, dream about them. But if somebody was like, 
the Lord be with you and also with you. Thanks be to God, blah, blah. Like, there's just all these things in my mind. Like, like hard-coded, repetition, ingrained things that are just part of you now that you didn't really he suffered under elect his father to put there. I died when he was buried. He's ascended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended oh, yeah. to heaven and was seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again and judge the living and the dead. I believe in Jesus, or I believe in God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, or something. Yeah, it's... Well, like, our, yeah, our school kind of didn't have, like, the callbacks or whatever, like the reading exchange kind of thing, but it was more like, they had monthly Bible verses that they just wanted you to memorize, like huge, like chapters. Yeah. Because it's just like, dude, back in the day, like, you know, practicing rabbis would memorize huge passages of the Torah, and you're just like, okay, like, why? I mean, there was also the Bronze Age, like, nothing was going on. Like, I don't know, snarky current Nathan. But back then, it was just like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get this I just remembered the end memorize. of that was... I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Yeah. Like, why do you know that? What right. are you going to do with that? Right. Not only that, but, like, the fact that, like, that's, I haven't been to church in, I think I stopped going when I was 15. I haven't been to church in 13 years. Uh-huh. And that is still all in my head. Yeah. Like, I can remember. It's not even that I remember it. It's just there. It's like in a memory bank or something. Like when you go to Wikipedia and look up stuff on snails or something, it's just there. You're. It's not remembering that somebody told it about snails. It's just information. That is my brain with this weird shit. Yeah. Indoctrination. So yep. <laughs> anyway, I guess, so that's how we feel about graduation. Right. Uh, next question. Okay. I'm excited for season two of Space Dandy on Independence Day weekend. Any video games? Any video games you excited for? How is Tomodachi? We kind of went into Tomodachi. It's uh, great with some Nintendo-like flaws and not understanding their audience and what they like to do with video games. But video maybe, games... Well, maybe. Except weird, crazy people that like robot islands they control. No, see, like, pe- that's the good part. What they don't understand is how people like to play video games with their friends or social like systems or whatever. They're very much like, oh yeah, okay. That's what I'm sorry. I'm like actually realizing it's like, oh yeah, playing video games with friends. Right? People do that. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I like single player everything all the time. So the reason you like single player is because after you graduated, you no longer had people to talk to. Exactly. No part, maybe, but also I never had like a, like a brother or something to play with. Like sister was there. Yeah. But she was significantly younger. And for a long time, that wasn't like a thing that could happen. So that actually kind of brings up an interesting question. Cause I grew up with brothers. So it was just kind of yeah. like, I'm playing Mario Kart. He would sit down and like play with me or something, or like he would watch yeah. me doom. Like, and we would, mm-hmm. Like or like Mega Man, we would pass the controller back and forth or something. That was just a thing. Yeah. What was it like like with a girl during the time before there was like quote unquote girl gamers, where it's like the internet opened up this idea that no girls actually do play video games. Where in our small social circles in Airdrie at the time, that was I wouldn't even say uncommon. Never like they mm. didn't. It was weird in my school. I mean, it would it was pretty infrequent. Like it'd be like occasional Mario Kart or something we would play, but like by the time I was 
like, man, like I would have been like 10 and she's like five. So. Right. But, but I've been playing since I was like four. Right. So at a point I'm, I'm just like, no, video games are a thing I do by myself. And like, it's just okay. like, I want to play. So it was, I don't it was want totally you to you play. Then. It was totally me. Okay. And like, whenever I'm at like at a friend's house or something, it's just like, I want to be playing like, you know, just kind of sitting on the couch, just kind of watching someone play is nails on chalkboard. Really? For me. Yeah. That's so weird because for me, it was very much like a bunch of us would get together and we would just sit and chat while somebody played and then they would pass a controller. Like it was very social. Maybe that's why stuff like MMOs was just like, yeah, no, this makes sense. Like, why would I play this game alone when I could play with 40 other people to do this thing? Whereas, yeah, I'm like, I'm the guy trying to get through as much of it as I can by myself. And then by the time it's like, you got to join parties. It's like, I got to unsubscribe. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I mean, like, there are solo players in MMOs, but I don't know how they have an existence because the questing is so boring in those games. Yeah, so. yeah. I put in my month in mm-hmm. that one, like in WoW specifically. But, but man, RuneScape, those different times. Counter-Strike. Like, you have your glimpses of normal gamer in you. Right, but it like, not team, like, as best I could. Like, I would just like to lone wolf it all the time. Oh, really? I was not a good team player, probably. Like, I don't like chatting at all. Well, that's a great thing we decided to do, Game Dudes, and that is fantastic. <laughs> it's like, I don't like well, no, playing like, with people at all. It's like, oh, I don't okay, like so, yeah, this is good. <laughs> co-op, do co-op games, co-op and I'll channel. be angry. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Good thing that, like, you know, I'm playing Silent Hill. That's fine. Mm. If Paul was playing Silent Hill, I don't know. We've I'd be playing through it quicker. That's for sure. Oh, you're probably right. Well, I mean, cause I've played I, it before. Like, obviously, I yeah, like some of the basic stuff of where to go. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't mean it as a slate of like skills or something. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, video games I'm excited for. I haven't been watching E3. Uh, what's that game again? Evil Within. Sure, let's go with that. Or that. Oh, okay, like the Shinji Mikami thing. Okay, and what's that? Like deep down, or that ripoff of like Dark Souls. Demon Souls. Yeah, yeah, that Capcom thing. I I don't know. It's a PlayStation Four Capcom thing. It's got knights in it and stuff. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I don't have a PlayStation Four, and will probably not buy one just for that game. But if I right. have one at, when that comes out, yeah, I'll pick it uh, up. I have it on good authority that uh, Grand Theft Auto Five is really good. Okay. So I'll probably be buying that when it comes to the PC. Well, to the um, every- only console. Yeah, once it really comes out. Right. Um, like, the, it's finally done in beta and everything. Such a dumb uh, thing to say. There's actually a question about that later on, but yeah. Um, in terms of, like, hot new stuff people are kind of announcing, like, I mean, I don't know. Okay, so Mario Maker is, in theory, cool. However, what is it Mario 1 mechanics? I don't know it, what it it's is. Like you, it's like, it's make-your-own-Mario levels the thing for Wii U, like on the gamepad or whatever, you're like designing levels and stuff. Oh, so but it's uh, Little Big Planet. Little Big Planet, but with Mario mechanics. However, 
Mm. Which so good platforming? Yeah, yeah. Instead no, of for broken sure. ass oh, garbage. Fuck. Little Big Planet had so many things about it that were so good. The actual playing of the game was definitely the worst thing, though. Yeah, like just no weight to it or something. It just felt weird. I didn't ever like it. Weird momentum um, and like movement in the air and just floaty as fuck. I don't know. They're floaty. Yeah, it's just like, hey, we got these charming sack dudes and like all this fun music, and you're just like, that doesn't matter at all. Yeah, Your fundamentals are broken. I, I actually like, had a discussion with somebody about like story versus mechanics or something, but yeah. Uh, oh man, like that media molecule like swept so many award shows and stuff. It's just like I don't understand who is giving these out. Who, who whoever's giving these out doesn't play video games at all. They run institutions or something. They run like, Facebook. They are like yeah. They run social media because that's what Little Big Planet did fantastically for a video game: the social features. Yeah, share stuff. It's like, what if it's all junk? Doesn't matter. Share it. Okay. I bye. I'm I'm out. They announced the third one. Like, whatever. If Tearaway did terrible, yeah. If that type of stuff is what Nintendo could do with their stuff, they would be yes so far ahead of the game from how fucking like back assword they are. Yeah. Right now. Okay. I mean, even with like, hey. Nintendo's finally making Little Big Planet. I'm pretty sure it's Mario Brothers one kind of stuff based on like the few things I've seen. Mm. So they've already like the third one's the good one. Like you know, like well, I mean, I know too. Well, but if that's the that's case, not what there's already do. there's been a Mario Maker out for years. It's called Flash. Download it and I, make, yeah, like yeah, the weird. Okay, I know, but making it easy and like fun. Yeah, you know, not like super tech demanding. So whatever that could conce- conceivably be a neat thing. Sure, but um, like okay, here here's a like here's this weird gulf between me and other people. Yeah. Grim Fandango just got announced as being ported to Vita and like PlayStation Four or something. Okay, and I love Grim Fandango, but. I don't know, like, that's not a thing that inherently excites me because, like, it's kind of an old 3D game, like, yeah. I, I, in theory, they must hopefully are touching up the art and stuff a lot, but I'm not sure, like, a console is the best place to play something like that anyway. Like, I don't know. You do have direct control over Manny, so maybe it just analog stick stuff might be okay, but that's not something that immediately makes me excited. Like, it's just kind of, I already own that. Like, that's cool, but support. Like, it's, it's, you know. Yeah. I guess people are like, you know, hey, this game's finally getting some more attention again or something. But I, <sighs> This kind of brings up something with me that's been annoying mm-hmm. me lately. So, when a video game has been out for, let's, spitball and say two years because why yeah. and then all of a sudden it becomes released on a console as like an indie game sort of thing and then mm-hmm. it starts getting all the attention when it's like i played that like two years ago and tried telling people it was great and now there are like videos on the internet from people with millions of people and they're like oh wow this game's amazing like i can't believe this came out it's like no like it's been out forever 
you are. Like, what are you? What are you? The game I'm like, talking about is Aben Hawkins and the Thousand One Spice. Oh wow! Yeah. Because like, is that getting hot buzz right now? Yeah, because it's out on Wii, it's out on 3DS, Xbox One, Steam. It's out on everything now. Before it was just Xbox uh, indie games for one dollar, and now sure, it's ten dollars. Yeah. yeah, it's the same. That game. is kind of fucked up. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, Johnson Blow's been hyped about that too, but also like oh, eighteen dude. months ago or something. And like how egotistical and like pretentious he is, it must be driving him crazy, <laughs> right? Like it has to be. Yeah. Because, like, oh if, man, if it's like, annoying me, and I was just like kind of like, yeah, this is good, and, like, told a few people about it, but people are like, whatever. Like, he must be, like, I fucking told you, <laughs> like, screaming at people. Although, like, he's still waiting for the Starseed Pilgrim train to pull into the station or whatever. Like, the, I, I... I don't see it. That's, I don't get it. I, I've been playing video games since I was four. You're, you're high on the space dust. I don't get it. It's not fun. Like, it's not good. I honestly think he's reading... I tried, like, for three much. hours. Like, but, I don't... Like, yeah. for a game design standpoint, maybe it's absolutely brilliant. It's like, oh, the coding here must have been great. Or, like, I don't know. But from, like... like maybe, maybe he's seen Beyond the Veil in some way, but it's just, like, as a thing to play... It's not fun. It's, it's terrible. It's not... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't... Whatever. <sighs> yeah, but, okay. Aben Hawkins, that, that's weird. That does seem to happen though on occasion, and I don't. Again, if 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 you're not online, then you don't know when the trend hits. You just know it was cool, and it doesn't bother you. Oh, so, so many things bother me. I really why? Like, who posted about it? Like, what do you mean? There's so many people, but I mean, I there isn't a specific one. It's just the fact that it's like people are like talking about this on Twitter and stuff, like. I don't know. There's just something annoying where it's like, why are you just discovering this now? Like, I know it's egotistical and pretentious. I'm basically Jonathan Blow. But, mm-hmm. like... It's like, should... I discovered this years ago and no one cares. Not even, like, why I did it. It's that it was here. Stop treating it like it wasn't. Like, fucking learn something. Open up a oh, okay. webpage or a book or something. Learn about the past before you make where a is... that you fucking idiot i think it's where that stuff bothers me is when like people in paid positions who should be in the know are know are learning of things after i know about it then i feel i deserve their paycheck and i get jealous and angry yeah no i i'm I just like agree with there have been some people that have done videos on even hawkins and they're just like uh this game like came out a while ago or like on indie games, and it was great back then. They did, like, that stuff, totally fine. If they just say that one sentence, I'm like, okay, you're legit. Like, that's fine. That's all you had to say. When there are people Mm -hmm. that are just like, oh, I can't believe this new thing that came out. It's not fucking new. It's not, it's so old. (laughs) And, like, that sounds so hipster, but it's just like, no, it actually is. Like, know your stuff before you are trumpeting it or whatever. That's like, why I understand hipsters. Do your research. Like, I do understand where they're coming from, but at the same time, I don't feel I'm part of the masses that is like, would say like, oh, this is great or something. If I didn't know that maybe it was, but like, I don't even like 
talking about songs on the radio that I like, unless I like look it up and just make sure that this wasn't a fifties song that this band's doing now or something. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe that like, dude, like maybe like long, long tail or something. It's like five years from now Dead like default Dan gets polished up and comes out. Actually, and you know what? get to be the biggest. I think it did get bigger. You know why? Okay. Like, I you I never talked to you about this. The game okay. played it. What? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. That that was a while ago though, like months ago. I'm surprised I didn't say anything to you about that. I sure months ago, but not like year plus ago when we Oh, not like when <laughs> we played the alpha of it. Yeah. But we actually got site traffic from that because, like, people were looking up Default Dan and they have us on their site. Okay. So, like, it's fine. But, like, no, that ties directly. That was another example, I guess, that I didn't even think of. But, yeah, there's another one right there. (laughs) (laughs) That that's so weird. Like, that is kind of discouraging. I'm just like, no, your tastes are actually pretty well tuned. Just something about the recipe isn't clicking right in terms of like big mainstream appeal. Right. No, it's not that it's the fact that there aren't like enough people to spread like opinion. That's all. Mm. Okay. But, um, yeah, I don't cult of influence. What's that? Or cult of influence. Yeah. Yeah. And like, they also did a video on like the last tinker. I don't know. There's so many, things it's like i was playing alpha builds of this i didn't do anything on it and now like the biggest channel on youtube's doing it <laughs> oh <laughs> that is a wow well, that's a personal problem though like i could have done something about it when i was mm-hmm. playing it like months ago i could have so I, I guess I, I just i feel weird that like i don't want to ever feel obligated to do stuff like that i don't feel obligated i just get angry after when i didn't i guess right Hindsight. Anyway, okay, so that's the games we're looking forward to. Yeah, so hope that helped. Okay. Is it wrong to not care about E3? I don't have a next-gen console unless you count 3DS. I don't count 3DS as next-gen. But, um, no, because I don't care about E3 either. Yeah, welcome to the not caring about E3 club. That sounded really sarcastic. No, dude. The way you said it, I mean. Did. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's I mean, I've been to two of those things, and so over it. That, oh man, that, this is just like the, smoking my, this is, smoking you know my how, like, cigarette. you know how 12 o'clock is the witching hour? Yeah. Two, it's the bitching two, hour. Three a.m., the bitching hour. <laughs> Fix <Pixel> response <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I, whatever, I'm not, I'm not trying to be, well. I'll tell you why I don't care about E3, though. Like, I'll explain myself a little bit. I do. I do like the idea that there's, like, a venue for game announcements or something. I don't like that everybody seems to have an opinion on stuff they don't know anything about. Like, the people whose opinion on E3 announcements and stuff I care about are the people that have actually put their hands on a controller or keyboard and played the thing. Uh-huh. Like a build of it. I don't care what Twitter has to say about, oh, Microsoft had the best conference. Who gives a fuck? They have more money than God. 
Like, of course they had the best conference. Of course Nintendo had a great conference. They're the biggest name in gaming ever. Of course Sony, like, did has great games lined up because they pay, they have, like, good developers in their pocket or like, something. These but, are businesses or whatever. Yeah, I guess... Okay, I'll let you finish your thoughts. No, I I'm, have... I'm sorry. Just go, because my thing is basically, like, shut the fuck up unless you've actually played it with unless you have an opinion you formed and not just fed to you by people in suits and pr you don't matter you just don't so shut the fuck okay up. i guess with my my two years of like the past two years of going there i did always kind of find it this weird joyless show because it is so business-minded and so like focused on just marketing are they trying to change you know? that this year it feels like people are more excited about E3, like a PAX this year or something, because people are talking about, like, this Smash tournament and, like, all this other... Like, it's weird. That's a PAX thing where you would have, like, big tournaments or tournaments or something, right? It's well, not... like, Nintendo's role at E3 has been, like, they don't do the big press conference anymore. It's just a Nintendo Direct and stuff. Like, they've been changing mm-hmm. their role there a bit. So that's getting so... the hype train up a little bit, maybe? Why the fuck is the term the hype train? Because it's a train of hype, where one person gets hyped, then another, and then another, until it forms a train. But, but to, like, specifically around Nintendo, I just see pictures of, like, all aboard the hype train. It's like, Reggie is the engine, oh. and all this nonsense. Like, it's just like, I, what? Okay. Okay, internet. Dude, okay. I follow fucking Nintendo's, like, conferences, or whatever, or, like, media presence as much as I follow Paddington Bear. So it just doesn't... I don't know. Sure. Okay, (laughs) fine. I guess people I follow on Twitter are way up on Nintendo. Well, Um, specifically a hype train. as Like a literal hype train. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Literal... Yeah, incredibly marketing kind of focused thing. And it just makes me feel like so weird about video game culture stuff in terms of like, you know, like I've over the last month or so, I've also been reading about the Cannes Film Festival, right? Like that's going on across the world. And like, that's an event I would kind of want to be at whatever in some way. But it's such a different thing because it's like, those are finished things that are being shown off in like their final form more or less and like being appraised by film fans. Whereas this is like, I don't know, like unfit, like the nature of software makes an event around software kind of weird. Yeah. Cause it's just like, let's gather up and watch a bunch of commercials for a like 10 or 12 hour thing. That's why or if five hour. That's why when there's people saying this looks great, it's like, you don't know that you watched. Yeah. Like, I'm like gonna it do, is meaningless. I'm going to do this Appraisal. right now. I'm going to click on, um, okay. Prepare in here. He's another YouTube channel. I, this video right here that I'm looking at terrible priest deck looks great. Yeah. 1080p. Perfect. Like, it's the same fucking thing. You're watching a video. You don't have an opinion on the thing. You are being shown the best things of this product so they can sell it to you. When you sit yeah, down and like, you actually try it, like, Lair, I don't know. Beautiful. It, <laughs> that's, uh, 
the, the, I mean, everything about a video game kind of demo is carefully selected, right? Like, it's like yeah, meant to sell the thing. So, I don't know. It's like people basing judgments on that is just kind of like not that useful. Like, it's like even if it crashes or the frame rate is bad, that's not a you can't judge that either because that could be totally different when it comes out. Like, it's just yeah. like the nature of what it is makes an event that's kind of all about preview stuff, like all about looking at what's next kind of pointless to me. I'm just like, you know, Resident Evil 5 looked fine, like visually and everything. It and still does. I could well, load it up right sure, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying, like, my issues with it are only apparent when you play through the whole game and be like, yeah, I didn't really like the, the pacing. Like, mm-hmm. the, the campaign is kind of structured around two people. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like that. Well, yeah, like, especially That kind of you. stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a single-player dude, right? I don't want none of this co-op bullshit. Get that out of my game. Right. That is the game. So, stuff like that is just, like, not something previews are going to really point out or catch. So... I don't know. It's just a kind of loud, noisy event that is teasing stuff that is still mysterious. Whereas, like, you know, I can hear stuff out of Cannes Film Festival just like, oh, dude, Deep Crow's performance in Foxcatcher. It's really good. Okay, cool. I'll, uh, I'm, I have something to look forward to. And, like, that is the opinion that is registered. Maybe I will differ with that opinion. But it's not like, oh, yeah, they, they actually cut that part out of the movie. Or, like, you know, like, it's like the movie's done. Like, it's not going to change radically from now until six months from now when it's Oscar season and I get to see it. So the opinions being registered about it right now are still pretty good. Like, they're still fully informed opinions as opposed to these weird kind of vague soothsayer approximations about what something's going to be like months from now or years from now. It's weird. I don't... Yeah. And I mean, the, the stuff that, like, they show on trailers or whatever, it, the game, that final product might actually be that good. It might even be better. You never know. Yeah. but I um, know. And, like, so it's like, hey, there's a new Wii U Zelda. Okay, I'll play that in 2015, November, or whatever, whenever that comes out. Yeah. Like, I don't need to kind of look at every screenshot and watch the trailer and be like, oh, because it's not what I'm going to actually play. So... Who cares? Right. This can like I'm already sold on the idea of a new Zelda for the three hundred dollars thing I bought. Yeah. So I don't need the marketing. Like maybe that's the thing. Like, is this actually like drumming up hype for people who aren't already invested players? You know? Like it's like, oh, we gotta sell you on the new Shinji Mikami game. It's like, no, you know, it's fucking Shinji Mikami. Well, I I'll think, check that out. I think people so, do, you know, out. I think okay, people I, do cool. forget. That E3 is first and foremost a business centric thing. It's a venture, like where the people are exhibiting their goods. It's like if yeah. you were to go to like a farmer's market for video games, basically, and people were like, I have the best pumpkin. Here is a trailer for me growing my pumpkin so you can see how perfect it is or whatever. And then you look at your, then you look at the pumpkin and you're like, that's a nice fucking pumpkin right there. Like it's the same type of hype if you're into that sort of thing. That's why, yeah. that's why, like, getting hyped up about E3 stuff has never really clicked with me when you talk mm-hmm. about the conferences and stuff. What I do like about E3 is that 
I do think it's important for the industry to have a central place where they can do their wheelings and dealings, show stuff off to the press and stuff, and do get stuff out there for the people that might be interested. It's not, I don't like this idea that it's there to basically act as some weird form of social PR where they're just showing a bunch of people stuff so they tweet and do their advertising for them. That's gross. Yeah. That and that's become more and more kind of center stage. You're just like tweet out this picture of you wearing this thing, and then you might win a copy of the game. And it's just like, yeah, I'm like in theory, especially if I'm at E3, like aren't I pressed or something? Like no, that is actually long gone. I mean, I was right at the show. Oh no, like don't get me wrong, you can go as press. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I know. I I guess it's just kind of. Like, this weird, like, who is here? Like, who are these people in line at the Konami booth with me who are, like, grabbing at crappy shirts? Oh, no, no. For a, for a long time, they've opened it up so you can just pay money, like, a convention sort of thing to go to it. So that's been open for a long time. It used to be press only, but they got rid of that when they realized they could make more money. Because video games... Oh, really? Free. Like, you can just flat out buy your way in? Yep. You can. So... How much is it though? Isn't it a lot? Um, you know what? It probably is a pretty ch- good chunk of money. But if you have money and you want to do it, I don't see why you shouldn't be able to. I don't, I'm not against. I mean that idea. I guess, except you're you're. I don't know. Like it's like, are you clogging up the lines for people who belong there, or you know, like not to get entitled well, about it but to kind of get entitled about it i'm just like look i'm taking this seriously i'm trying to like see things no what are you doing no you're you know? not because like if jim sterling walks down like he's going to get to the front of the line because he has an audience yeah it's, yeah yeah it's just the way no that makes sense always like works. i mean sorry go I'm not saying, like, other press people get preference. That's fine. I'm saying not press people at all, like Walmart managers or something. Oh, no, they don't, get, like, they don't get press treatment at all. They have to wait in a line. Right. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Maybe Actually, I don't no, understand the question. Sorry. I guess there's also a weird split between press press and, like, regular-ass press. Or just, like, you have a press badge, but who cares? Do you have an appointment? Like, that is such a thing there. I'm just like, dude. That's a thing that packs too, though. That's a thing everywhere. Appointments. That's how you get the scoops because you don't get the scoops. You get first impressions from like, like the PR delivered hand packaged scoops mm -hmm. that are prepared for you. Mm -hmm. The the Watchdogs demo at E3 2012 that I wasn't allowed in because I'm no. Hey, turns out it wouldn't have mattered because that isn't the game that came out. <laughs> so, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no, I do get what you're... It's weird that GameSpot and E3 are, like, a thing now, together. GameSpot? Yeah. E3, the E3 site uses their site layout, and it says GameSpot E3 2014. Oh, like, I mean, they were kind of broadcasting the conferences and stuff, like, early... Do they just have... Thing. Do they have rights to it, then? So GameSpot is much bigger than IGN, right? Like, just straight up? I don't know about that. They were kind of even keel for a while there, but then 
there was kind of the the whole staff thing. I I I checked out of GameSpot, and if they kept growing after that, that's baffling to me because I don't know who was there. Oh, I don't know. Kevin Kevin, what was that guy's name? Pereira. Van Ord. Yeah, Kevin Van Ord. I, I was gonna say Kevin Pereira has never been part of that. No, Van Ord is the he was kind of the reviewer guy there. I don't even know if he still works there or not. Whatever. Yeah. Sorry, I'll play video I'm, games I'm still when out. I d- I do like to speculate about stuff though. I've always liked to do that. So there like is take shots in the dark as to what's going to be good or what. Well, like, like I would say more of a hypothesis, like an educated like decision or opinion on something. Uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. But um I don't know. I just feel more and more that every time I see a trailer, I Lair really fucked me up, I guess is what I'm going back to. Because like every time I see a trailer, I've, I see something I want. I just do. Because that's what they're meant to do. When I actually play it, maybe not all the time. Uh, maybe I don't get that. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Do you want to know how much the passes? Sure. $795. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I did read that a couple years ago. Oh, it's actually different. That's an expo pass. The industry pass apparently is like free, obviously, because industry. But like, yeah, I don't know why they differentiate. Maybe they do like if you have an industry pass, like pass all these expo people, like just walk past them. Maybe no, that's... no. I, I like I, I mine was free. Yeah, it's it's just. I think even like, like GameStop employees can get passes, right? Like they're considered. Yeah, free. no, yeah. there's 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 ways to apply within certain channels and get free passes. But I guess I'm just saying, like, is there a way to just flat out just buy a pass and then be considered the same level? Oh, I don't know if you're... I I think you effectively are, is what I'm saying, because, like, I was waiting in line for Metal Gear Rising Revengeance for, like, three and a half hours with who knows who, like, just everybody. So, yeah. And, I mean, that game's fine, but it's nothing is worth that. So, it's kind of like... E3 is basically packs because packs will cost you $800 for a ticket when they sell out and the scalpers get on eBay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I mean, it sold out within like an hour or whatever this year, but yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I'm getting weirdly irritated talking about it. I don't, I don't. Okay. I'm, okay. No, we can move on. Yeah. That's fine. I just wanted to ask yeah. one question because I don't remember. Did you go mm-hmm. as press for top down or for the site? Both, one one year and one the other, just to kind of see if we were at had clout kind of thing, you know. And did we? Yeah, we uh, made it. It was fine. <laughs> you slept on the floor. The real uh, pixel response treatment, right? Experience. <laughs> yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah, you do sound irritated. I apologize for that, but at the same time, I mean, it's just, it's kind like, of fun. I don't. I don't know. I'm just like the. I, I just have to leave like the video game industry for a while. Like, just like go go be all incestuous with game creators and act like it's fine. Like, go hang out with the pre- co CEO of 
No. Sony. Yeah, no. Like, what you have to like, do... I don't get it. Like, it's just... Ugh. I'm going to give you some advice, maybe. And you okay. can take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Maybe just, like, get away from all that and sit down and just play video games. Like, just don't think about it. I know, yeah. Else. Like, I don't... Uh, yeah. I'm I'm trying to... I, <laughs> okay. Is it super weird that Giant Bomb, like, knows Adam Boys? Shouldn't that be, like, a professional distance thing? If... You know? If we're talking specifically about Giant Bomb... Yeah, I have like they're they're the they're the kind of dudes I invested like my time and attention always, to for a decade. Always had trouble with like the ideas of their integrity when it comes to like reviewing stuff. What I go to them for is silly internet videos. I've never gone to them for reviews or for their opinions on the industry ever, because they're mm-hmm. way too close to everybody. Like they're kind of affable, lighthearted fun is like okay to a point, but then it just becomes kind of like this is fucking weird. Like I don't, and you shouldn't know this person. And this is like, why, when upon finding Total Biscuit, I was like, this is the guy. Like this is mm-hmm. the guy that is like getting his videos taken down because he's telling developers that their game is terrible and why. Like <laughs> this is the dude I should be listening to for like his opinions on stuff, even though I might disagree with him on some stuff, at least he but, has. Like, do you feel like <laughs> giant, like the guys when they were even at GameSpot, like were like, I feel like it's just Game... so much has changed. Last decade. Like I'm saying like, what if total biscuit 10 years from now, like for all we know right now, he knows like Terry Cavanaugh and stuff. Cause like they're British, right? Oh, dude, hang out. No, like he does. He's very close with, uh, I think uh, Warhammer people, because like he loved Warhammer, and then like they reach out to him. Yeah, to like, yeah. No, it happens, and that's why if I, yeah, a Warhammer yeah, thing yeah. comes out. I won't listen to his opinion on it. I just can pick and choose. I can't pick and choose with Giant Bomb because Jeff Gersman has been in the industry so fucking long. He knows everybody. Like right. So, so like you know he he knows Ed Boon. So it's just like Mortal Kombat, God of Five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like that's what I'm talking about. Or it's like I'm not gonna ask him what he thinks about the new David Jaffe joint because like they're best buds. Too. Like this is the thing where it's like at least this guy he's just a weird YouTube personality and like I know he is biased with three things. So those three mm-hmm. things, whatever. Everything else, yeah, let's go. Or like I guess the thing is, is it's like I I would assume with some of these, if the relationship gets too close, they just won't post a review. But that's kind of bad, too. Like, it's like, I want the three out of five transistor review to exist, but it won't. You think it's a three out of five? I I personally don't, but I'm saying that's how low they would ever feel comfortable going. Kind of. Yeah, well, I know you would think maybe like a two. I think a two for you, right? With my current experience with it, sure. Like, does that sound um, fair for how you've talked about it, I would say you would think it too. Yeah, it's out of two right now. Like, maybe it'll turn it around somehow, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not... Yeah. Um, but, like, they'll just kind of tap out of doing a review. Like, it's just like, now we're too close to people, we're not going to review it. Whereas it's like, yeah, we're pretty close to the people. It's really bad. You know? Like, just, that would be more refreshing to me. I'm just like, okay. Like, they're willing to put it on the line. To but kind of make these calls. They're really close with Dave Lang, and they reviewed uh, his stuff, right? 
did they refuse? Yeah, Jeff loved Dive Kick. Oh, Dive Kick. Yeah, they they talked a lot of love about Dive Kick, which that is weird to me because I don't like Dive Kick at all. So like, like it's funny for an hour. It's I don't fucking get it. I guess the thing is like if you're gonna talk about like your one friend's game that you really like and you say how much you like it, you should still be able to say that you like Bastion and then say I didn't oh, like no, Transistor but, as much. Like Yeah, no. It's like they'll informally say they like Bastion a lot. Like it was on their top ten games of the year and everything. But there's no star rating review on their website. Right, which is weird so, because it's like, well you yeah, have an opinion like, on it. Why don't you just put it out there? I mean, they did, but not with a score. Right, so, so they didn't, because, yeah. like, you have to dig a little bit. I mean, like, put mm-hmm. it out there. Like, there is a number on this site, if you look it up. Sure, I, I don't know. I I just... Uh, You're disenfranchised with them. <laughs> totally. Like, I mean, it's it's kind of also, like, it's my first week where I haven't listened to, like, a new Bombcast or anything. Like, I'm just kind of cutting ties. <laughs> That sounds like it's not the only thing you're cutting right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm so depressed. Cut my I'm thigh. not that not. I cut my thighs. I'm not. Pain. At least feeling pain old... is feeling something. It's not quite like that. Anyways, we don't really care about E3, so we don't think you're wrong. That's the answer. Okay. There you go. Okay. It is too hot right now where I live. I hate sweating. Do you and Grandpa Nathan deal... How do you and Grandpa Nathan deal with the heat? That's not a huge uh, problem I, for Canada, usually. So We're on a second floor now, though, so it's way hotter than it was before. Yeah. Um, you don't wear clothes at home. Yep. Uh, I ate some strawberries today. Those are kind of refreshing. Oh, Slurpees and stuff? Like anything that's just basically ice. Yeah, cold beverages... Um, water. water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stay hydrated. Yeah. And, um... Fans. Yeah, just less less blankets. Fans would be good. We have some ceiling fans in here. Oh, that's not enough. You need, a like, oscillating... Fan. Yeah. We and, might. And when you get that. one, like, I don't know how afraid you are of, like, leaving stuff on while you're gone all day. Just leave it on literally 24 hours. It helps. What? What kind of ding on the electricity bill would that be, though? We pay that now. So, oh yeah, I guess that it's honestly not bad because it's just a fan. Basically, it's like a small motor. Yeah. So I'm just. It can't like, be. It's anything. our first month, so I have no idea. Like, what? It, what can we expect from a heating bill or like electricity bill? I don't know. It honestly can't no be more than like a laptop or a, not a laptop. Sorry, a desktop computer with like fans running in it all the time. Mm-hmm. So okay, I'm sure it would be fine. But uh, that's. I think that's just kind of generic ways to beat the heat, right? Like ice packs, I guess, if you're really way too hot. Yeah, uh, sit in front of the open fridge. Don't do that. Waste of money. Yeah, that's um, that's not a good idea <laughs> at all. Um, yeah. Shade, wherever you can find it, like with fresh air being able to blow on you. That's Yeah, I guess close the shades, get the sun out. Yeah, close the shades if like over your windows for sure. And, um, I mean, obviously, if you have the capability, air conditioning. So, if yeah. it's really hot, you can go into your car or something, just let the air conditioning go for a bit, cool off, and then go back inside. I don't know. Just stuff like that. I guess 
brief aside, are shorts not appropriate for work, or what's the word on that? I think they're appropriate if you're warehouse, not if, like, you're us. So I'm going to say tentatively no, but okay. we can find out about that. Okay. Okay, and last question. Marshmallow says, do you take the saying... Uh, okay, sorry. Do you take the saying PC Master Race seriously? Like the actual no. term? No. I'm pretty sure that was always a tongue-in-cheek joke, right? Well, I don't know. There's there's some long-standing PC gamers that I'm sure take it more seriously. But like the actual term, yeah. like PC Master Race, like the Aryan Nation of Gaming or something? Well, no, just kind of like it is inherently a superior thing. I don't know if he's Whereas, saying like... Do you take the... Because he says, do you take the saying PC Master Race seriously? Like, do you actually believe the PC trumps all? No, I think I think what he's saying is literally, like, PC Master Race, do you take that seriously at all? And, like, nobody does, I don't think, right? Because it's basically the alienation of gaming. Like, <laughs> when you say well, that. I, I'm going to broaden it to my question of, do you okay. think PC trumps all? Uh, for my purposes, yes. For okay. Sure, 100%. Whereas, uh, I guess, like, you know, with how much I've been enjoying the Vita and stuff lately, like, it's just, like, that kind of portability and, like, the... Like, I, man, earlier get, today, I saw... Shield. <laughs> I can't even say like, that. I saw a dude sitting on the bus with, like, a full laptop on his lap yeah. playing, like, some Naruto fighting game or something. I was just like, that's just... What are you doing? Like that's not portable gaming. Like what? Like it just seems I think it like, technically is if you can move it, but yeah, I know it, what it's you're just so crazy at. and elegant. It's like, I'm going to strap this like third party screen thing to my GameCube and then take it on the bus. Like, she's like, what are you doing? Yeah. But at the same time, then you could play GameCube where your Vita can't like, I don't know. It just depends what you I guess, play. but nah, I, I, I guess I'm saying there's like hardware specific things that are just kind of neat to me that I like yeah. that a PC just doesn't have. Or like even like Nintendo two screen gimmickry, like that's at least a distinct thing. Like blow on the microphone. I can't, I can't do that. Like, I mean, I could through some weird, you know, drivers and getting a mic or something, but it's just like, that well, there, there's kind you're of talking specifically hardware. right now about like Nintendo because yeah, you can't recreate any even just normal well, console Nintendo stuff on PC. Really, well, even Vita stuff has like the touchscreen mm-hmm. stuff. Like Frobisher says, can't happen on a PC. So right. I guess I'm just saying like having a more variety of platforms makes like people cater to different things. Sure. It's like hey, we got WarriorWare Twisted. Turn the whole system. Like that wouldn't ever have come to be on a PC. So right. it's all, just kind of like all this stuff you're explaining right now, though, is like the most inherently boring ideas for gimmicks for video games to me, though. So maybe I'm you're, okay with dude. Warrior War Twisted is better than all that Half Life, dude. Yeah. Okay. All of it. No, dude. I'm like I don't know. Like it's better than RTS games as a genre nope. to me. Well, yeah. yeah RTS you. games can like <clears throat> you know. Mm-hmm. Get fucked. I don't. Know. <laughs> I was waiting for the end of that. It's like, wow, this is taking a while. Yeah, 
I'm just like trying to come up with something more. Something a little movie. more original. Yeah. Like Total War series. Yeah, Total War. <laughs> Who needs you? What a weird like, I mean, I think I have some of that just because it was part of a pack. Exactly. Like, I, you know, like there's, there's going to be PC people that gravitate to these weird genres and stuff, but I don't know. Like limit, I guess it's just like hardware limitations can sometimes breed creativity. And I like that. I'm just like, we don't have like hard, hard power, like hardware. We just have like this set number of colors and stuff that we can pull off. Well, but that's still, you know, Super Nintendo games can still be great. For game developers, for sure. But like, what about when you're Nintendo and you're setting that limitation for your developers where it's like, well, we could like make a handheld. Oh, like when they're designing the console. Yeah. So it's like, maybe we could make an HD like handheld thing and it would be like the Vita killer or something. I don't know. But we're not going to. We're going to stick with like these cutesy little me graphics. Like at that point, then it's kind of weird. But it's like. You're well, Nintendo but... caters to like their strengths, not right. third-party demands at all. Which is a, so, kind of a whole different topic. That yeah, we could go on, but yeah, I I don't know. I guess it's just like no, it's not inherently better. It's kind of like generic dumb shit comes out on PC too. Oh, so, more so, honestly, because it doesn't have yeah. to go through any process. Like it's a wide open field, so you're going to get a lot of stuff, and some of it is really great. And in, like in the cases real where there's like, <laughs> I like the real tech. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 fine. So yeah. Paradise Boat Rescue. But, you're right. Actually, yeah. that that is a very like I was going to say different, but totally I, different thing. Yeah. Fun experience. I don't know. It's good. Um. <laughs> It's open season on the PC, dude. Sometimes, I like, think okay. That's what I like case, about it, though, that, like, the 13 year old kid that spent all year, his grade seven year, rather than, like, doing religion class or whatever class he's doing, like, just went to the computer lab and made something nifty. That's what I like. That is mm. kind of the Wild West, where it's like, you get the retards that put out terrible shit, like Rampage, which is just like, I'm basically making an offensive piece of garbage that doesn't play well but then you get the people that are making really like touching little things or like depression quest or something that only is they were able to do because of their lack of being able to get like a dev kit for sony or something mm-hmm. i don't no, know there's there's positive things for sure like i mean and in cases where there's multi-platform stuff, like I'm going to play Bioshock Infinite where it looks best, which is on PC kind of thing. I don't know. But, just shooters in general on PC. I like the mouse for shooters. So there's that. Oh, I play with controller anyway. Oh, I, I basically just, it's, I make it a console. Slow. Like not, there is some stuff I play with a controller. I can't, I can't imagine somebody playing Dark Souls with a keyboard and mouse. They must be like insane if they do. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, he had some like responses to his own question about what he thought. Should we quickly just go through that? Okay. He said, "I think it's horseshit because despite being better than consoles in terms of capabilities, they are less reliable and more expensive. If you want to get seriously game on them, you put a game in a console and you know you will play it. But a lot of people have shitty PCs or internet making 
or internet making gaming very efficient and less enjoyable. Uh, also, you get to get a good PC, you require a lot more information, such as things like RAM and processors, which could be troublesome for people who aren't as informed on the workings of a PC. I kind of rebuttaled to him on Twitter, and I said less reliable is com- like basically inaccurate, but like less uh, user friendly. Definitely, I could definitely see. Yeah, that. I mean, it's kind of the thing of like if I am on a con- fixed platform. I just adjust to it. Like, it's just like, mm-hmm. like when I was playing PS2 a lot, I, w- I would play San Andreas there and just be like, yeah, it's and then when I, I would see how good the frame rate is elsewhere, then it becomes a problem. But in that kind of, co- like in those confines, it's just, you just get used to it. It's just a thing. Mm-hmm. So the draw distance and everything is totally playable. It's just worse than it is elsewhere. So, with PC, it's kind of weird because it's like those variables are in your hands. So it's just like, yeah, yeah. well, now I'm kind of not really enjoying aspect two that much because I know that, like, you know, Morden's head could look better if only I juiced this up a little bit or something. Like, It's just like weird and distracting to me. I'm just like, I totally enjoyed my time with Skyrim on 360, not ever thinking about the fact that it looks worse just because that's how it looks. Like, it's just, this is how it looks. I can't well, change that. A lot Whereas of, if I could change it, it becomes this weird kind of stressful thing. Well, if you just wanted to use PC like a console, a lot of games will auto-detect the best settings for your, like, PC already. So you could just... And you just click and go. You could just start up a yeah. game and just start playing. And But, I mean, if you're PC gaming, there's a reason, and it's because you like to have control over things. So you always go into the options. Like, that's just the way it goes. But um, I don't know. I guess the thing is that, like, if you wanted to learn about stuff and have more control over stuff, then it's hard to go to a console. But if you just wanted to, like, throw a game in and have it work most of the time, that's obviously the way to go. Like, just have the game speak for itself. Like, just not have to worry about fixing with it. Yeah, like, I mean, this is as the developer intended in some way. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna play it. It's just like, oh, I got it. I got just the field of view. I don't like the field of view. I do I that all the time. It. Field of view I don't, is super important. I don't like. Do you get nauseous? Like, what is happening? It just yeah. Like, if it's too high or too, if it's too low, it looks kind of like clunky and weird. If it's too high, it's it does a weird like fishbowl effect that's really disorienting. So uh. it depends on your monitor and stuff too. But um, I guess just as a closer for this whole thing, also is that if a system kind of like hard locks or freezes up on me, I'm just fucked. If it's on a PC, I can usually fix it. Like there is something I could do to fix like to tinker with it and make sure that I could run a game or like other Uh, people have like patched a fix or something. So I don't know. I like being able to have full control over something like that. But if like you just wanted to play, buy a game and have it work, it's probably not for you just straight up because 
I guess there's so many even just like a little thing, like when I first booted Transistor, the it was like zoomed in on the top left corner, like it was over scanning like crazy. Really? And I had to like go into some sub, like someone found a fix for it in the Steam forum. So I like went into some for, like files in the kind of in the transistor folder and just kind of altered a thing. And it's like, okay, there, now it works. That must have been like, like a day one thing or something. I never saw anything like that. That's I mean, it, it might just be RTV or something too. Like Bioshock, the first one did that and stuff too. Mm. Like, it's just like, I think that happens, but like that is a weird X factor variable with RPC that would never happen on a PlayStation four. I'm just like, yeah, it just doesn't work. It's zoomed in weird. It's just like, like, even if it does, I get to kind of immediately pass that annoyance onto the developer and be like, they fucked up as opposed to like, well, now you got to adjust the setting. Right. Like, it's not my fault. You shipped a broken game. Like, I feel better about that than, you need to fix it. Like right. you need, I need to fix it. See, I would rather just fix it because then I get to play instead of just like have a product I can't use because someone else fucked up. Uh, I, I just, years of sacrificing that right because I'm a console owner. It's just like, yeah, this version sucks. And it's like, okay, I will take it. Well, yeah, no, I still understand. Yeah. I still understand it. It's just that since like making the switch, I, it's hard to go back because it's, it's basically like, I don't know. It's freeing being able to like work on your own problems with something mm-hmm. a little bit where it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's sometimes like stressful and annoying, but the, there's almost a certain like, yeah, I did it after <laughs> like it's working now a sense of accomplishment before you even played it. Yeah, or a sense of accomplishment of like fine tuning this game that just like fine tuning Crisis Two on this shitty card you've had for five years because you haven't upgraded yet, and making it so it still plays fine and like just looks a little worse. Mm. Meh. Either way, tweakers. It doesn't really matter. Consoles, games, they're or PC, basically the same fucking games come out on both eventually, unless you're Nintendo. So. Whatever. Anyways, that's it. We're done. How did how do you feel about that? Um, pretty good. My voice is kind of getting crackly, so. Yeah, it's from all yeah. the anger. I, yeah, I was choking on video game rage. Yeah. I I like movies more right now. Yeah. They're just better at doing things. Well, they're better. If you want to um, hear a story, pop it in and watch it. They're better to just so, like take in, for sure. They've always been that way, though. Where it's just like, I, think it's just, I just want what like, there's this sort of thing. Like, there's this variability of like video games where it's just like, is this as intended or because the programmer sucks? <clears throat> you know, like, is this yeah. supposed to be like this to serve some higher purpose, or was this barely enough to get it? Shipped. Do you have an idea, you know? like, for an example? Oh, man. Like, even things I appreciate. Like, I like Deadly Premonition. I'm sure a lot of things about that game, presentation-wise, yeah. are because they are bad at game development. But yeah. okay, because their higher purpose <laughs> was we're going to riff on Twin Peaks and make a weird Twin Peaks simulator, I was still like, oh, man, totally yeah. awesome. 
But I mean, that's why the enemy I, models bend all weird. It's not because like, we, or what? Even even like stuff that's changeable. Like it's just like, hey, you can adjust the field of view. It's just like really so like. It's just a purely functional thing then. It's not like they wanted to kind of show off something in a specific way or kind of selected their camera in a specific way. Mm-hmm. It's just purely functional. Like it's like how do we make the experience for the user more optimal? Not more interesting or more challenging mm-hmm. or more creative <clears throat> in some way. Well there are games more that do that. likely for them to finish it. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like what pushes the boundaries of like creative expression? Starseed Pilgrim, maybe like creative <laughs> creative expression. This is well. I mean, like just like you playing it isn't like you winning isn't obviously necessarily what's going on. You know, like it's like more like it has deeper goals or something than just seeing the end credits. Like, it's not like every time I sit down, see a movie, it's like, oh man, I gotta see those end credits. Like, it's like I'm I'm experiencing a story and hopefully it is worth experiencing. Yeah. Whereas, like, a game at some point, some like, a lot of time with games, just like, ah, oh, I just want to beat this thing. That's a weird compulsion. Like, it's just to be like, this is fucking terrible. Done. Yeah, then you just stop playing it. I don't see what the argument here i guess but haven't you ever beaten a game that isn't good yeah and then after i played quantum theory i made a promise to myself that if i wasn't having fun with something like last of us i would put it away okay fair enough i mean i guess i just beat myself up about that because like quantum theory i was so angry the whole time i played that and i didn't want to feel that again because like video games should be fun they shouldn't be a job like that. I think I'm kind of clashing two different ethics of like what warrants, you know, like with a movie, if you haven't seen the whole movie, you don't get to express an opinion about it because you don't know. No, I agree for sure. And I mean, even the longest movie is like four hours. Right. Whereas like some of the, (laughs) yeah, yeah, like some of the shorter video games are four hours, you know, like it's a different standard, Mm -hmm. but it's like, you know, like, I was kind of, for a long time, applying this thing, and, like, you know, I guess this is one of those game thoughts, giant bomb things, of, like, you have to finish the game to review it, you know? Jim Sterling never thought that at all. Okay, but I'm saying this is the kind of ethos I grew up watching right, and okay. emulating. So okay. it's just like, well, I sure don't enjoy Far Cry 3 at all, but... I'm not allowed to review it because I didn't beat it. Like, maybe it turns it around. But it's, like, not the same as a movie where it's just like, no, it is doing storytelling wrong. It can't turn that around. Mm. It's doing it wrong. Right. Like, zero fail. Which is why I still, like, I had a discussion with someone on our site about this. I still strongly believe that we shouldn't like storytelling in a video game is one of the least important things. It's still important, but like you wouldn't judge. Well, you can because films are just a completely different thing. When you're talking about something interactive, you have to judge more about how that the like how is this as an activity? That's right. Yeah, instead of a spectator thing. 
So I guess there are, like, you know, generally speaking, yes. You know, like, because is this a fun piece of software? You wouldn't judge, yes. like, a book on, well, I had fun turning the page. The t- the page turning mechanic was really good when I... Yeah, like, oh, man, it's such a nice, like, crisp paper. They just, they really printed it on a, fun, like, some really good paper. Right. It was really fun. The ink didn't smear off on my fingers or anything. Right. You oh, judge a book, a book based on what it does, which is tell a story. What a video game does is it puts an interactive experience into your hand, so you judge the interactiveness, the activity itself, the mechanics. Right. All of that. But, okay, that is one ethos, whereas, uh, that is one kind of way of doing it, whereas a lot of game reviews will kind of, you know, hey, Walking Dead comes out. Oh man, mm-hmm. the narrative's so good. Five out of five. And it's like, okay, <clears throat> the part where you're playing it, though, how is that part? Well, it serves the story. Okay, okay, okay. But as we all know, video games suck ass at telling stories. So who cares? How is the actual game? Oh, it's kind of very straightforward. You're kind of clicking on mm-hmm. different dialogue options and stuff. You know, like, no one really separates the two in that case. They really favor the narrative and say it's amazing. But it's like relative to storytelling things like books and movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would say that about that at all. Well, I mean, what a video game like so it's just, should, yeah. what a video game should want to do is have both in tandem for like the perfect experience. Like give you a good experience. Right. So maybe maybe you'll find some sort of story like component in that experience. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fine. Like in that case, I can see how people made an argument for The Walking Dead. Like, we'll mm-hmm. just use this example. Whereas, like, this is why this whole thing, the conversation I was having with somebody, there was a video that came out that someone did, and it was based on the, like, not a game tag or whatever, or, like, calling things that aren't games, and they're maybe just, like, an interactive story or something. I don't know. But I put up a little, like, editorial piece just mainly to showcase it. And my thing was that since video games are still young and they haven't perfected how they can do stuff mechanically, we shouldn't care about the story yet. We should work on the ground level where how is this as a game? Okay, it's solid. Now how is the narrative? Sort of thing. Like Okay. Whereas like with a book, right? We'll go back to a book. You would say how is the story first? Now, how was the formatting and how was it bound? Like, that sort of stuff. Like, was I able to turn the page without ripping the paper in half? If you were like, to... Sure, turn. is this a good edition or release of this book? But the more important thing in that case is the story, the narrative. Like, Yeah, yeah. So that's why this whole, like, is it a game, is it a not a game, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of important because if you're going to say something to the game, in your mind, that should set aside this, like, this is mechanically, this is how it is mechanically. Now, what they do on top of the first story can work in tandem with it to create a very good experience or whatever, or it can just be a boring piece of shit like Gone Home, whereas I found Gone Home's, like, looking around and stuff, it was fine, it was serviceable, but what it tried to do was tell a story that I didn't care about, so it failed in that respect, like, joining the two. But as a quote-unquote game, it was fine. But as a, like, 
product or whatever. It wasn't because it, they, they were trying to go for an interactive story. Because I don't feel like what they were doing was, we want to make a game and then have this story in it. They were like, I want to have this story and then like put a game around it somehow. Maybe. Yeah. It's kind of subjective, but... And I can see both sides of it. I've always... Or not always. I used to love story over everything. And I do love backstory and lore on, like, stuff. But mm-hmm. more importantly is, if I'm loading this up and I have a controller in my hand, am I going to have enough of a decent time with what they have built that I w- feel motivated to continue on with what they have written? Okay. And maybe we're just completely different thoughts on that. I don't know. It doesn't matter. No, both. Seem no, valid. it's like I don't know. Like I, I keep thinking of Zero Escape as kind of this high watermark for me. Of just like that is interesting writing that happens to be in something that could be described maybe as a video game. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like yeah, like it's kind of technical components. Like it's like how are the character models and stuff? Like it's like well they don't detract from the story, which is what's really important. Right. In this case, which is really rare, you know, like, it's like, so I don't that, know. In that case, what they're doing is they're, like, the story is the reason why people should like this. Every The mechanics should take a back seat. And in that case, well, I would they, not call that a quote-unquote game if it's just literally flipping a page sort of thing with, like, a stylus or a button. I don't know. I haven't played it, so... Like filming. Sure, yeah. I mean, it is It is so much more book-like in its nature and how it's interested in doing things like a comic or something, but it yeah. takes advantage of the fact that it is delivering it through software in a way that is cool and like Which interesting and compelling. Yeah. Whereas, like, it kind of owns its form, embraces its softwareness, and then something like a lot of adventure game type stuff it seems to be aping cinema. And it can't do it as well. Right. So it becomes this weird pale imitation thing. Right. Like even stuff I like, like Metal Gear, it's like, this is like a weird machinima on PS2 that is trying to be a movie. Like, right. What, this is so weird. Like why, why would you ever do that? Mm-hmm. But here it is. So pumped. You know, like it's, it's such a strange thing. Anyway, I'm tired. Yeah. I don't have like, Yeah final analysis or whatever, obviously, but yeah, video games. Like, like I almost want to start thinking about like Tomodachi as like a narrative thing. Cause it's just kind of slotting in names and variables that you put in into like kind of generic things, but that's funny. Honestly, so it works. Honestly, I still stick behind and I feel good calling it a toy. Like it's a digital toy and that's fine because it's yeah. just there for a little bit of fun every now and then it's not there to like, you can form your own stories with it. Like you can form your stories about like the football star who broke his leg and then like came back in the third or something. Mm-hmm. Like you can form your stories around toys or games, but like, I don't, there's, there's no narrative drive behind it. It's just kind of a little story generated. Really sure. sure. Like the same way you're playing with like action figures mm-hmm. and, it's like I'm playing with toys, but I'm making little stories for them to motivate my playtime. Yeah, it. Spider-Man and Batman were talking to Sailor Moon, and they decided yeah. they would go fight Red 
nondescript guy found at a garage sale. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, that guy's causing some problems on this train. Yeah. They got to stop him. It's literally the same thing in, a, like, a little digital form, and that's fine. That's one way to go, too, yeah. But, I mean, just as a closer to the game or not a game thing, I changed my thoughts on, like, the actual tag not a game and, like, realized that, no, the reason why people use this tag is to, like, sound have a pretentious sounding like you're not part of the cool club sort of thing so it was sure it always was derisive like just straight up Mm. (laughs) well yeah it sounds like well it being a game is the best thing it could ever be so like i don't know if that's actually true that's like tagging something at a movie theater not a movie like when you're tagging something on a gaming platform as not a game you're just being a jerk like that's all i'm trying to think like the only few cases where i'd actually like think of people saying that is like the Pokemon movie where it's just like, this is like three episodes of the show taped together. This is not a movie. Right. You know, like that kind of phrasing. I'm just like, this like, or like the Clone Wars movie. Like this is just a pilot for a TV show. Kind of. This is not a movie. Kind of. Yeah. It rarely happens, but it it can. Yeah. But, But I mean, internet people are jerks. So they, went with it and called everything not a game that they didn't like eventually. So it always was a term for jerks to say jerky things. So I did rescind that. I was like, no, you're right. Like the actual term, not a game has always just been an asshole thing. It hasn't been people okay. trying to further the medium of game journalism. Like this is actual, classifying. This is, <laughs> this is discourse about the terminology of this form. Like, no, this is just, Asshole. Yeah, it's just being an. It's like when people put console for description. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and we'll, we'll play more of that tomorrow. Yeah, and we'll end on that. Have a good week, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us. Stitcher, thumbs up, uh, Amazon link, all that. Goodbye. BurningBarrel.co.